Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics 2016 year-end award show. Reggie, what do you like to call them? Reggie, is, it's gone now. Reggie's gone. <laughs> what oh, is, my God. What is going on? What happened? Uh, this is the second annual Weird Science. I don't know. Ago. What has happened to Reggie? <laughs> oh, hello, hello, hello. There he is. What happened? I'm back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm back. Oh, goodness. It looks looks okay right now. It's already off the rails. It, yeah, this is that's this right. is this is the night of nightmares. Eric, this this weirdies, <laughs> it's giving me nightmares and dreams. It's like Wes Craven. Oh my god, what is going on? Still to this day, it's still out there, Eric. It's still <laughs> out there. <laughs> the weirdies, Reggie. The I wanted weirdies. you to jump in. I thought you weirdies. were just playing coy with us and you were gonna jump in then. Is I was this... being cool. Is this kind of the uh, an amalgam of what this year has been? Because it is a crazy year, especially when you come to a year-end award show like this. Uh, because yeah. really, the, the year was divided in two. And I said, this year, the DC Comics Universe had a rebirth, which is a great thing, but it kind of divides the year in half, and that is a bit of a pain in the ass when picking awards. Uh, Eric? I, I, I really did not know how to go into this because we have rebirth, and everything else just seems like it's left behind at this point, and we shouldn't be talking about it anymore. It's like almost like June was the beginning of the year, almost, for what we're doing. I, I agree. Uh, the thing is, though... Uh, in a personal deal as well, a lot of people did jump on. The, a lot of the Get Fresh crew do, do, do. is part of the, the crew that jumped on at Rebirth. So there is a, uh, a bit of a fear that when we start talking about crazy things, if, in fact, something comes up from the New 52 or the end of it or what was the DCYOU, that's going to cause a little bit of problems. But me and Reggie both said it's it's 2016 year-end, yeah. right, Reggie? It has to be included. Yeah. Now, the other thing I will oh, you say – guys conspired against me. That's right. Me and Reggie were talking. We said, fuck this, Eric guy. What <laughs> the fuck does guy. he know? I mean, actually, actually it's, sort of a, it's sort of a non-factor because so much of the stuff sucked before that. So I was just going to say it. That, that is a big point <laughs> that there is a reason why there was a rebirth, and it was pretty much the end of uh, that. But, in fact, I have a bunch of things from the New 52. Every award I'm giving out, New 52. Actually, I'm not even going 2016 because a couple of that last year. Was it last year? Is that the only award show we had, right? Yep. Podcast-wise. Yeah, yep. and uh, I actually picked that one uh, team-up that was from the year before. So I'm just going to do that. Half of my All picks right. are from 2013. I'm just throwing a caution Bucket. in the wind. That's what I'm saying. Decade end award. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, actually, and I had mentioned earlier when I was doing my 80 strike back that me and Eric actually at work today were yelling. I was yelling at him about his picks. He does that. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and, and it's weird because here's the other thing that with that separation in the middle, it tends to have a problem where there are going to be some picks that you're going to pick an artist that was only on three books or you're going to yep. pick some. And uh, the but in defense of maybe the rebirth is that. It's pretty much been a year of issues. Most of the main books have 12, 13 issues under their belt, oh, yeah. so that is a normal year. The problem is, thinking of it that way doesn't feel like a year, though, of story, does it? Eh. Hello? Hello? Eh. No, no, not really. <laughs> is this no. on? I, I just – I don't think that some of these where I look at, it just because it seems like the – the week or the the twice a month books seem to be padded out a bit. That when you go and think about the actual stories, uh, nothing. I can't imagine like what it would feel like if you know, like we had this Batman, or, like or, like the one through twelve. If that was padded out to be a year right there, oh yeah, it was a month. It would be. I would be so upset about what we were getting. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm exactly. telling you. Same thing with Green Lantern. You know, imagine that, oh, exactly. that first seven-issue arc was seven yeah. months. You, there yeah. was no way. We, we, we That's what I mean. So it, it, yeah. it doesn't seem the same. I mean, I know that we have 12 or 13 issues for some of these books, but in fact, to me, they actually seem like the half a year that they were. And I agree. Just story-wise. And it's just tough. But, yeah, some of the stuff that I picked was back in the New 52. So if you're not aware of it, I say you go get it. Because there's there's one big thing that me and Eric actually remembered, a story arc that's going to come up later. That boy, we loved it. I don't think a lot so of people. Much. I don't think a lot of people will have read it. But we'll start right up. Uh, I just want to give a shout out. The biggest award, you know, you know what that goes out to. Oh yeah, the big one. The one that, everyone wants to hear. That goes to the Get Fresh crew, Reggie. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> that's right. The big award to me is the award that goes to the Get Fresh crew because really, since last year to now. Uh, just for enjoyment of the podcast and doing this stuff and actually having some feedback and having friends that we met, it's like light years ahead. And I do have to thank Rebirth for that as well, that we had a lot of people jump on. But really, last year, the awards went on, and it actually, I don't know, to me, it seemed like we were just talking to nobody. Like we were doing the awards <laughs> and just throwing it out there and seeing if anybody cared. This this year, it seems like, you know, we're, we're actually doing it with our friends and things like that. Now, I will mention also, last year, we had six people on this award show, and it was a little crazy. It and, was yeah. wild. One we of them had, fell asleep, though. That yeah, Jody fell asleep, and I said, it wasn't even... Fun falling asleep where he started snoring or or muttering to himself. He just went out, and we heard him breathing, but that was it. Uh, If you heard that uh, last year, that was pretty funny. We also had uh, Ryan, Ryan Clark. Give him a little shout-out. He he did this then. He he left us. Yeah, and actually, it's weird. I hope he listens to this because I want to thank him because the minute he left, it seemed like everything got better. (laughs) I don't mean mean to be hateful here, but really, in my mind, it was like a a darkness was lifted. It wasn't just from him. Uh, Maybe it was, but yeah, he he went a little crazy and and hates me. So everybody out there in the Get Fresh crew that that seems to like me, uh, this guy hated my guts, so you know there's a dark side of me that will eventually come out. But he hated my guts as well, which I didn't understand. Yeah, he did. That was weird, too. But yeah, we had had a crazy year, but I'm so happy that we have the Get Fresh crew, and I will just tell you, I may... I may be drinking a little right now. I, I don't know if Reggie or Erica, are you aware of this, that I might no. be drinking tonight? Segregation, oh. Reggie! Yes, oh. I don't I don't oh. think it's going to get that bad. I don't think that I am going to get as far as Eric did on the uh, the 100th episode. But I, I decided, have a problem, Jim. I don't know. I think that when we do live episodes, somebody in, the, in our crew here has to get stinking drunk. Wow, tonight all right. Me. Tonight, it is me. So by the time we give out the last award, which will be Book of the Year, I believe, I, I may be yelling shit about the no, Miles, I imagine you're the mile a Storm. I realize yeah. I, don't like, I don't like the taste of alcohol, and you'll stop halfway yeah. through. Maybe. I, I said the, at the, the 100th episode, which I'm sure that everybody, if they were giving out awards of Eric's Greatest Moment, episode 100, last year it was Batman 44, because that was that, that was, was last year, right? That was your big moment. So now you have Batman 44. Or, or dildo moment, which actually happened or around Or dildo. That is true, year. too. That, that is good. true. That was the scariest yeah, moment. That was scary. But we're going to get on with uh, the show, and we're going to start with what is the other part of the the art teams on a book and really the parts that kind of i don't to us the unsung even, heroes they are the unsung unsung heroes yeah. uh, they are kind of neglected sometimes especially the first one the first award is for letterer of the year 
And I will go first just because I, I want to. And really, this award, I think last year I called it out. This should be called the Pat Brousseau Award because uh, <laughs> up until the a couple years ago, we did not even list the letter on our pay on our website for you know anything in the art team or whatever i'm telling you i i think i might be getting a little drunk you gotta yeah. you guys you guys have <laughs> are, you to watch dr- are you drinking turpentine over there what no i'm drinking there? vodka i'm actually oh. i have vodka how did you get vodka i went to the store me and tony you went call it are you, wait is it vodka or is it vodka it's vodka you're sure I'm it's not vodka not drinking know. that vodka it's pop off or something. It's like the the uh they should have a commercial. It sounds Russian. That's all. I That's all I should say. I don't know what I'm saying. In Russia, I'm, I'm already having problems. <laughs> In Russia, do you the vodka get drunk like Eric? I don't. You guys, I'm telling you right now. As this goes off the rails, you are going to have to pick up the the slack here, like yeah. I did with Eric. You really are going to have to jump in. Uh, but I'll yeah. try to slow down. But what I said is on the website, Pat Brousseau called us out. He said we were just listing the penciler and maybe the color. I don't even remember, Eric. Were we listing I think anything else? We were else? doing the penciler, inker, and colors. So okay, Pat so Brousseau we were doing those three. Knowing. Yeah, what about letters? Fuck it. Yeah, up. yeah. Pat Brousseau just basically got on the the site. And in the chat, uh, you know, one of the messages deals. What is it called? We call them comments usually. Comments. That's what they're yeah. called. Comments. Usually. Comments they are. The chat uh, deal is also chat okay. deal. That's fine, yeah. Uh Chat deal. said, this is bullshit. You guys need to list the letters. And I said from that moment on, Pep Rousseau is my favorite letter because he Essentially, fucking – Essentially, though, it was like getting into shit. the Get Fresh crew. It's like you just passed the test. Yeah, he did. He passed so. the test. He was in. So my letter of the year is Pat Brousseau. And he was on a bunch of books. I actually just put it. He will always be my pick. So I don't even have to justify it to anybody. He's my pick. You don't give me crap about it. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's on a ton. He's probably the most used letterer of uh, DC Comics. Yes, I don't have any books with Pat Brousseau as the letter. Yeah, it's always me, it seems. He's always with me and Reggie, too. Uh, But, yeah, he seems – it's funny. The letters just kind of pop up now and again. Uh, But, yeah, Pat Brousseau is always going to be my pick for this award. So if we have this award show, the ninth annual Weirdies, Pat Brousseau, even if he's retired, that's my yeah, pick, if, Reggie. Who's your pick? What if he dies? Uh, he'll you know, still be my pick. With Let, with Letterer and all these these guys in this category, all these people in this category, is that uh, if they're doing their job right, you weren't going to notice it. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and I think that a great example of that, a guy that works in some difficult books uh, with some crazy lettering is Dave Sharp. Uh, he's currently working on a lot of Harley Quinn books, which often has some crazy, you know, people talking crazy different lettering. But more significantly in New Superman, where they have that, uh, color change between English and, uh, you know, Chinese, and uh, there's uh, some good lettering going on in there, keeping the uh, pages looking nice and neat and full of action without balloons obscuring people's, uh, you know, fists and fists being planted into people's faces. So I really dig his work, and I thought that he deserved a nod from Reggie this year. No, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, that's and that is Dave Sharp. I, I have a lot of Dave Sharp as well. I think Dave Sharp might even follow us, but he, like you said, the the letter is the guy, especially. And really, I mean, all a, you a have lot to of do. These guys, they work. I mean, I know Dave Sharp does. They don't just work for DC. Also, yeah. I mean, lettering is not is not like art where you you can only do one book a month. You obviously can. Yeah. Bang out a few books a month. So you, you see these these names over and over. He's obviously he's uh, these people we're talking about are the biggest titans of the industry. 
The, the thing about me is all you have to do to win my heart is to mention the name of the book or the team or the person in the font that is that person's font. You've won my heart forever. That's all I want. And the best is it always happens on the Suicide Squad all the time. Right, so uh, yeah. we're the Suicide Squad. And boom. It does happen a lot in the Harley Quinn books as well, uh, which I love. But, yeah, that that's all you need to do for me. Uh, but, Eric, what did you give or who did you give the letter of the year? Really, a lot of this section that we're doing, it's really hard for me to justify a winner because I just really don't know what goes into a lot of it, like what makes it a good, like, you know, a good letterer for our category here. I just went with Carlos M. Manguel because right now he's on Nightwing and he's on Titans. And since Nightwing has gone to Bloodhaven, these are two books that I really love since Rebirth hit now. And I have to give it to him just because I really don't know the extent of what goes into becoming good letterer. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. And uh, it's funny, too, because a lot of times, like a hi-fi or, you know, there's a bunch of guys, uh, it, especially over at Marvel even, where the letter is more of a group of people that are, you know, a uh, – What's yeah, it called? What like a that? company BCs. deal that does. Yeah, like, and it's yeah, so yeah. funny when, like, uh, Guru FX and things yeah. like that. It always makes me laugh. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know that much of what goes into it. Well, to you me, know, it's... I'll tell you a good way to find out that the latest Hellblazer we did, which actually we will be talking about on the podcast on Sunday, yeah. whatever issue that was. That was a great example of poor lettering. You see, like, the letters are running right to the edges of the balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really seem like a weird open font. Uh, they're, they're not well justified. That, that's basically all it is. And also keeping, keeping different people's, you know, fonts and colorings intact. Mm -hmm. Uh, really shitty lettering, for example, I would say those, those crappy captions in that Dead Man book, whenever, uh, yeah. Berenice talks. Yeah. That person should be fired and should have their fingers <laughs> broken Christ. and never be allowed to letter anything again. Now, Who, I think that, that person's name is Mama Werner, isn't that? Oh, Mama Werner. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Get her the fuck out. I, I, she can't make a dinner or do a lettering job well. Get her the hell out. Uh, I want to ask you, Reggie, now that we're talking about it, uh, if you know, per se, uh, when a they have a font and, and a color in the box, in the bubble or whatever, when they have, like, say, John Stewart talks and it's in a green, but is yeah, that the letterer who does that, or is that the colorist who then goes and colors that part? Do you know? The, the, I think the letterer will, will apply that color, okay. but, it, you know, it is that it's not their choice. They obviously, and, you know, right. those, those kind of things are highly stylized where they, but, yeah. uh, for example, the letterer in that thing would put the color green and would also put that little, Lanterns, whatever the symbol is. Yeah, would have the, the symbol. Yes. Yeah. So that is curve. actually the letter's job to do the symbol as well and all that. I'm uh, I don't things. know. I don't think they drew the symbol. But no, they, but they, they are. They, they put it, it there. Yeah. Okay, because this came up. This actually will come up on Sunday as well in the Batman Beyond book. Uh, there was a weird choice of coloring inside a narration box, and we weren't sure whose uh, fault that was or who. It was probably Mama Werner. I hear Mama she, she Mama showed Warner. up. She freaking who knows what the right. hell. I don't even want to know what she did to get that job. Can't I'm really tough. Right. Oh, and, hello, and we... Jimmy. I brought you some warm pineapple juice over here. <laughs> you fucking bitch. I fucking... <laughs> Here's the deal. That I, since this is our podcast uh, part of it and there's a lot of nonsense, I just want to call out. My mom was such a bitch to me. She claimed all this time that I was not going to see her. And talk. I talk about the podcast and people are probably like, oh, that Jim, such a jokester about his mom. I fucking hate the woman. I hate her with a passion. I tell Eric all the time. But this, she actually, 
I, she actually cornered me while food shopping and then said, oh, hello, love. I'll be over this week and I'll see the kids. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. If you're going to corner me, you can Maybe come over. Maybe she got the idea, though, when you kept telling her, oh, I must have lost your number because I got a new phone. And then she called it and it started ringing and it yeah. showed up as phone. <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably – maybe when I told her I moved. But she never showed up at Christmas. Me and Rafe were talking, skinny penis. He's like, where was grandma at Christmas? Like, I don't know. She, he said maybe she's dead. And we both said we, we could only hope. All he wants, though, is money. That's all he cared about. Uh, your end awards. The weirdies here. That's right. <laughs> but yes, that is letter of the year. And of course, I think that this is something that's going to go on. We don't have a lot of clear cut winners here. Uh, these are very individual. I, last I year, I you think. I just he... make your pick the winner. I, I assume that Eric and I, as usual, have no say. And Jim... Absolutely not. That's a, that's a pretty good idea. Pepperso wins. I, I don't know. Go. Is this a game Dick show now? Reggie. <laughs> uh, but we'll move on to Inker of the Year. And Reggie, you can go first. All right. This one was, was a little tougher for me. Again, when, when an Inker does their job well, you don't notice it. Uh, but this actually came something recently that I saw Moritat had done a couple of pages in that freaking horrible book, Vigilante <laughs> Southland. And when you... When you take a book like that, it was great. It was a great lesson because you saw like half of the book as it was. And then we see more attached pages and suddenly it looks so much better, so much more concise. You really see what an inker does to bring together these images, especially since a lot of times, I don't know if that's the case in, in this particular book, but a lot of times they get the image really loose. They basically have to create it from whole cloth. So uh, Moritat is a great inker. He's a great artist, too. But, you know, when he applies his styles to other people's pencils, I think you got a winning combination. I think he, he does a good job. So I threw it to him. Okay. Uh, what did you give, Eric, or who did you give? I, I'm really – I got to get my – I got to get a grip here. <laughs> I got to stop. Drink <laughs> a, a little more. I don't know what I'm doing. Here we go. Listen. You hear that little ice going? I thought that was you puking. Oh, that oh, was yeah. you puking. It might be. I just took a really large sip. All right, Are you drinking Eric. that straight? All right, Eric. No, I'm I'm drinking it with it's a crazy combo. It's actually Mountain Dew. Actually, it's it's the <laughs> berry. I, I do Mountain it's, Dew. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more it's the berry Mountain uh, deal that we do with the Powerade, the blue Powerade. Right. But I have it reversed, Eric. It's more Mountain Dew this time, topped oh, off oh. with a little of the blue Powerade. And then a lot of vodka. You should come out with a with a book of cocktails, and they all start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a lot of cocktails to tell you. Yeah. Cocktails <laughs> for garbage. <laughs> well, who's your anchor, Eric? My anchor, I'm telling you, a lot like the letterer. Like I know their anchors have a, a big job. You know, they they define the character, the page that they do. But I just don't know what really goes into it. Like it's almost like if they're doing a good job, you don't notice them. But I give it to Norm Rappaman as well as for like my pick with Carlos and Manuel because. <laughs> Go on. I just want to see play if it, you I just to see if it worked. <laughs> no, um, but no, I give it to Norm Ratman because of his work on Titans and then previously because of his work on Flash. Mm. I really like his inks and I really think he brings a lot to the page. Okay. Uh, my pick, and I have to admit, uh, I think that a lot of people would have to admit as well. You can't just say, oh, you know, I love the inkers and all oh, the inkers. They. I really have to admit that I went through a lot of books and things to try to figure out who I would pick. Like I, there was nothing that I, and I know of these, like Moritat, I do know Norm Rapmund, but, uh, 
I just wanted to see who was in books that I really like. So I, I actually put more effort into finding this anchor than I think anything else, only because the other <laughs> things were clear cut. I, I'm telling you, it really took me a while. But I picked Sean Parsons, and Sean Parsons did Bloodlines. He That's did a, a bunch. Yeah. He did yeah. the beginning of the Team Titans with uh, John Boy Myers, and he also did the Wonder Woman Rebirth number one, and I, and a lot of other books. He has done a bunch of books. And I think he did even some of the Batman at the beginning as well of Rebirth. And then he did a oh, bunch of stuff. Oh, some of the Batman. Yeah, and, but <laughs> it, really of the whole things. And the Bloodlines, because of the way V. Ken Marion draws, there's a lot, there's a lot to ink. And I oh, think yeah. that he definitely did a great job on that. And even the Teen Titans and stuff. So I and did. Fle- and flexed an appropriate style for that one. I mean, he doesn't yes. ink oh, yeah. the same way on Wonder Woman that he did no. on Bloodlines. No, obviously. and in fact, he did the Liam Sharp. Like, it was the Liam Sharp uh, Rebirth, which is a totally different style, like oh, you, yeah. you just said. So I picked him. But like I said, I took a lot of effort to try to figure <laughs> out who I Inkers would give it hard, to. hard, man. Oh, my God. I just sat there going down a list well, of things. You know things what, you know what makes Inkers harder nowadays, too? was with so much digital drawing the inker yeah. is irrelevant there's no inking yes. at all they just sort of turn the pencils black or they, they clean yeah, them up yeah. so often the inker is the artist more than yeah. it used to be well that's you know? that's the other thing i was going to say there's uh, a lot of the guys do their own inks now and i kind of wanted to give a shout out to you know somebody who's just a pure inker. I was I was thinking the same thing when I made my pick. I was like, we see that all the time. We're talking about double threats or triple threats when guys do their own mm-hmm. colors as well now. Well, me and Reggie have a, a pick for pretty much our artist, other than the inker and the letter. We we have one guy, and we could have actually triple picked threat. him as I could have picked him as inker as well. Yeah, and uh, he might he might even mix in a little letters now and again. I. He does it, but uh, that's where we'll go to now is colorist, and we'll start with you, Eric. I'm going to go with Andrew Dollhouse. I believe he was my pick last year, but pretty much, again, it's because we talked to the Titans book for the podcast last night, and when we're going through it, I just realized, you know, this is probably in my mind the best-looking book that DC has to offer us in Rebirth right now, and I have to really just, you know, Titans is everything for me pretty much besides for, like, you know, the slow-paced story. So I'm going to Andrew Dollhouse for my pick of colors. Okay. Uh, my pick for colors, and I've said this on the podcast, and I make a joke about it as well because, actually, this guy is an incredible artist. I actually think, and I don't know if Reggie agrees because uh, me and Reggie, just to open it up, me and Reggie have the same pick. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if you agree, Reggie. I really do think he's a better colorist than he is an artist, even though I think he's an awesome artist. It's Juan we Ferreira. Think, we think he takes offense to that, too. I, I did. I, I think that he might get offended by that, uh, almost like it's a backhanded compliment. It is not. I think his colors are incredible. I think that the whole thing, when he does an issue, it's not just the art. It's the whole combo of it. His colors just pop off the page and look great. And I will say... At the, and I'll mention it later on, just a little hint. But uh, when Juan Ferreira first came about, uh, what was it Gotham at Midnight? Gotham, Gotham, yeah, by, Gotham midnight. by Midnight. Yeah. Gotham by Midnight. When he first jumped on there, I think he was trying to ape the style that was on there already oh, a Temple, bit. Yeah, he was trying to go it Temple. Was. With, uh, yeah, each with Ben Templesmith style. And it, it always seemed, and I, Reggie, you know, because me and you used to do the Suicide Squad a lot of times by ourselves at the end of the New 52. And yep. the... Um, the way I used to describe it was he was really good as still pictures, uh, but it didn't have movement. But that's the thing I'm leading into this is 
the colors were never an issue. His colors were always just incredible. So I, I and, gave it to him. And Juan you know, Ferrer. since he does sort of kind of a digital painting thing, he's yeah, laying yeah. down color like as he goes. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. a matter of penciling and filling it in. Like it, building it with color is all part of the image. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that Juan Ferreira. This is definitely true on Gotham by Midnight. I think it's true. It was true on Suicide, New Suicide Squad, and it's been less true on Green Arrow, where he's been pretty solid throughout. But he kind of has to warm up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, his, yeah. his first issue or two, you can you can see him kind of grasping. Gotham by Midnight was one that that's really where we took notice of. And I remember that was a book that Eric was reviewing and I was reading and we would talk about it. This is before I think I even contributed or I was doing much less on the site. Yeah, yeah. And in the comments, we would kind of talk about how we wished the book was better. We wanted more of it. It wasn't killing us, but it was not very memorable. But yeah. as we went along, we started saying. But man, look at that art. You know what I mean? Like that was some, you know, there was some Each awesome issue pages kept surprising us it as kept he went getting along. better and better. Yeah. And uh, yep. I think that I think that's what it is, is, is like he's someone that he needs to get on. He needs to like get up to speed, which I think is fine. You know what I mean? Give a guy a couple of issues as long as he's not delivering horse shit in the beginning, which he yeah, really no. wasn't. But no. you're right. Those first issues of New Suicide Squad were stiff as hell. But I thought by the end of that, whatever he did, six, yeah. five or six issues. They were great. They were. Oh, full I'm telling you, he he won me over. That new Suicide Squad book at the end of the New Fifty Two, uh, that's where he won me over. And then when he came to Green, and like you're saying about that, and again, we will mention him later on and talk about the same kind of thing. But when he is that hit, when artist is that, a, is that what's the that? Hunkiest artist? Is yes, hunkiest. <laughs> yes. Uh, the and when he hit Green Arrow though. There wasn't much of a warm up time with that. He really hit that. And I, I hope that, you know, that and means he's just, and I think what it is, is he is one of those. And he was even in some of these, uh, like the new artist, uh, deal and whatever, because he was part of that, that group. He's very new. He, it's only a couple of years. I didn't realize this. He was in there. Like they have that new writers, uh, deal that they came out with the book. He was part of the new, new artist writers workshop. Thing. And I think that he was still, I don't know. We do talk to him occasionally and he may even listen to this. I don't know if it was one of those where he wasn't real, uh, like he hadn't developed his own style at that point. So he was being put on books that he was taking somebody else's place. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the case. Now, now I think he's full out. Boom, he's he's well I think now people are are being made to ape his style. You know, yeah, I mean he's got yeah. a really unique look and, and I think that happened on Green Arrow for sure. I think he kinda came in, in and out on that, right? And yeah. whoever the yeah. hell filled in had, we had to Otto do Schmidt as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Otto Schmidt was there and uh, all that, but yeah, I, I think he's great. I, I think he's really good. Uh but it's we're the best gonna take the book right now in my mind. It is. It's it's really good. No, the the book itself is is well, we'll <laughs> talk about some of these books later, but we're gonna take a short break. Uh, and then we'll be right back with the next bit of awards. on in the next bit of awards and i think that the awards get more and more exciting as they go on uh, not to say that letters colorists and inkers are not exciting uh but i think eh, these are the ones that people will, that. i think these are the ones that are going to be uh more kind of talked about not talked about but argued about because of how the whole deal is but we're going to start with what we want to call the best single issue of the year and i'm going to let reggie 
go first. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is uh, th- this is an award that is going to be one where I think there will be some arguments, uh, only because there is one clear-cut winner of Best Single Issue, and neither me or Reggie picked it. So, Reggie, yeah, tell, right. him, tell him what your winner Burn. is uh, you know the people in the chat are saying the music is still playing right now and they, can, they can't really hear us that's oh, what they're Jesus. that's what they're telling me <laughs> here we go how about that is that better? is that is that better folks let's take a listen at this jesus christ yep. I, everything I have is the better worst, Every... i have the worst troubles that's all right well, your assistants are terrible you know that uh uh you know i, I know that you think up. it's the wrong I, i'm giving up goodbye that's All what right. happens when you drink, Jim. It's the devil. No, it's, it's this board with this crazy shit. It's like you got to fucking juggle 18 things. I'm not a juggler. I'm more of a mime. You're more of a midget. <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of a guy. I would rather, if I'm going to be in the circus, goddamn mime I've fuck ever heard this. Of. If, I'm telling you, yeah, really. If I'm, if I'm going to be in the circus, shoot me out of a goddamn cannon or something into a net. Just shoot him. Don't want to be a jug. I'm juggling shit. Fuck it. There's no more Dude, breaks. I'm telling you, you got to go to the bathroom. You're doing it live. I, I don't care anymore. Fuck it. Do it live. Fuck it. I'm telling. Now I'm gonna have to edit this goddamn thing to put up. There's gonna be fucking music, and when I hear it again, it's gonna drive me up a fucking wall. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's Christ. all worth Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Beautiful. You don't sound like a happy drunk, Jim. I'm not. I usually am. I, I usually am, but now it's it's just I'm glad somebody said it. We would have fucking went the whole time with goddamn wham playing over us. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe it was the, the ghost of George. It was that don't you say that. How dare you? How dare you? Hey Reggie, you know what you Hey Reggie, you know what you call a uh, kindergartner with no friends? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because it's an awful joke. Uh, Let's go on to best issue, best single issue. And I said while the goddamn George Michael was interrupting us, the best single issue is going to be – it's going to be a little divisive, this this category here, because there is one really huge pick for this that seems to be – Freaking tailor made for all of us to pick, and we did not. Uh, we this is I was we actually all, very shocked. Yes, I actually I wanted to mix it up a little, and when I went back and looked, you'll hear what mine is. I love the issue I picked as well, but Reggie, you go first. I, yeah, I'm gonna uh, go. This to bed. issue really is my favorite issue of the year. Uh, it, I gave it the highest score. I enjoyed it the most overall, and even more than the supposed you know perfect pick. But it was Doom Patrol number three by Gerard Way and Nick Darrington. This is when the series really started to gel. Unfortunately, it's the last issue that came out, and the new next one's been resolicited two or three times already. So who knows really? where the hell this series is going? But the last one, it's where the story really started to gel. Uh, there was a, there were a lot of callbacks to Doom Patrol things that I like, but I, right. I think it still just became a issue. You know, the story became cohesive and started moving in, in a unified direction, and it was just well put together. It had parody covers of crisis and infinite earths that had parody uh jack kirby panels in it and you know whenever i see parody i'm always like on it like white on rice or whatever yeah. saying you want to now you can, is it, there is are other issue, more racist sayings you can pick on is that. this issue a good jumping on point then because before this you're like it's balls to the wall insane if you like the old doom control you might like this you know i don't know if this issue would be a jumping good jumping on point but i'll say that having read this issue you can pick this up like if you were to read one two three you'll be on the trolley you know one and two aren't going to put you on the trolley with the third issue you're on the trolley you're going down you're getting the san francisco treat okay that's how it's going to work i like the san francisco treat. i know you do i love it you like 
like double A Ron the bathroom dildo. All that Damn stuff. right. <laughs> Don't say that. Then I start either getting excited or very scared or both at once. Uh, but yeah, I, I have not read any of the Doom Patrol, and I, I do have to say the Get Fresh Crew. Do, do. They uh, everybody seems to really love it, and I have to give you credit uh, where credit is due, and also where credit never gets given to us by, say, a DC or whatever. Boo. I do think, uh, Reggie, that you have kind of turned on a lot of people to the Doom Patrol that maybe not turned have... on a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. really? No, that's double A, Ron. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of times. Uh, people were just waiting for somebody to tell them it was good. It seems good enough that once anybody even read it, that they're really into it. And when it people is send us pictures of their pull list. This seems to be always on. Yeah, it's always on there, and it's it's one of those two that a lot of times what I see in Rebirth, especially, is you get more of people dropping books. I mean, really, when we get when we're talking to people, there's a lot of a push of hey, this is what I'm dropping this week. It's weird because Doom Patrol always is one that people are adding that oh, yeah. i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get all three i'm gonna do that and, and it's really good and really it shows me number one that the young animal imprint is pretty much it, it's surprising me uh you know well that i'm actually stealing some thunder here but it is surprising me that people are liking it and the doom patrol because i remember the first issue came out you liked it right but yes. you said it was such a deterrent for new readers. And you even, even to a point where you, and I won't even mention who it was, but you sent me to another podcast to hear them talk about it. And it drove you nuts because they were just pish poshing it because yeah. it was kind of hard. Oh, oh, Gerard Way, he thinks he's, you know, uh, Mr. Grant Morrison oh, and all God, this stuff. Was- and and just and it was a whole thing about my chemical romance. Yeah, all that was, like, and I said, I told Eric because <laughs> I was trying podcast. to tell him about this thing, and that's all they kept saying. I'm not going to read that. My chemical romance, my chemical romance, and Here's... the guy had one an oh, Eisner, man. I believe, before it's a this. Yeah, and he's yeah. you know people really like it. You got I I'm telling you I because a lot of people that follow us on Twitter are some uh, Gerard Way accounts. I told Eric the other day I I got a thing where you get you know the tweets and stuff pop up. Somebody had a GIF of Gerard Way and like a bunch of things on stage. I might take my pants off for the guy. I know you like to do him patrol and all that. He's a sexy fella. I was really into him, so I don't care. I'll, I'll I go he's with. He's more him. cute. He's more cute. Look at him. He is cute. Just, you know, he seems like just, somebody who might he's not hold Frank me. Gary, for God's sake, you know. No, that? no, no. He, who is? Who is? <laughs> uh, but no, he seems like a guy who might, you know cuddle with me afterwards and i really did like that i i did and actually because of this book and because of how much you love it i actually start i'd never had heard any songs by my chemical romance i actually was listening to them uh the other day i was liking down. what i heard i liked it it went my pants down pants off i threw them over my shoulder i fucking it was party time i sent the kids to bed early <laughs> i gave them Dad, some dime tap i'm telling you it was 4 30 you know give me some credit i i spiked their drinks with dime tap Next thing you know, they're out. My pants are off. But yeah, uh, Eric, what was your best single issue? My best single issue is the single issue that everybody should be having on their pick list is Rebirth Special Number One, bitches. Yeah, yeah, that that is the issue that started us on this journey we're on now and have us asking so many questions like, what the fuck is going on with the Watchmen? I I can't (laughs) say this, but it's still added to it. Why the fuck are the three Jokers? But it started us on this two year romp we're going to be going on. That got us all excited for DC Comics again, because the DC YOU sucks so much goddamn balls. Yeah, and the New 52 had gotten ripe. Yeah, Yeah. it it really had. And, 
Yeah, here's the thing. I know that last year, Eric, I think when we were doing the awards, I told you there are no quote-unquote givens that you said, <laughs> oh, no I, I'm going to I'm gonna pick this, but that's a gimme. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't no, want to no. pick the Justice League. That's a gimme. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of went with the fact that the Rebirth special number one kind of is a gimme uh, for the year. It, well, it is I'm, such I'm gonna a say, huge I'm going to say I don't think it was. Uh, yeah, I'll you didn't you like why. it that much. I, you, no, I, did, I did like it. And, you know, communist. The nuts yeah, and bolts of the comic, there's not a damn thing wrong with it. The art is great. You know, the storytelling is great. But it's just fan service. It's just an apology for the shit that we've been reading. You know what I mean? It's an apology to me, Reggie. If you were were to... If you were to pluck that issue out, if you were to give it, just hand that issue to someone in like five years as their first comic, they would be like, what the fuck? No, they wouldn't know what. They They would would have have no idea. They would be more lost than if they walked into, you know, Doom Patrol at the third issue or they walked into, you know, Superman at the end of the truth line. They, you know, they'd be like, what the hell's happening? Or the the bad room at the video store. Rebirth is not a good standalone. It's how I feel. I don't want to go in that back room, Eric. it's an epic book, you know what I mean? It's an epic book, but you it really is. have to had been a, a DC fan to get the fullest amount out of it. Well, uh, I, although I, I guess agree. a lot of people did. did I said a lot of people are jumping on to this bitch yeah. with this. Well, one, but so here's the thing: a job. lot of people were jumping on, but a lot of those people who were jumping on had previous experience before. They skipped the New Fifty Two or jumped yeah. out of that, and that was the Rebirth. Now there are people who just jump straight up onto the Rebirth special, and I think that Jeff Johns is great with just you know, bombast and things. And that book, really, if you hadn't read, you might be confused, but it's still, it was hitting you with so many things that even just, they seemed exciting and say, important. You, you jump into that book, you don't know who Wally West is. By the end, you want to know who Wally West yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and that Wally West isn't my Flash. Barry Allen's my Flash, uh, because really, you know, I've, I've said it all along, and most people who are listening to this would know that I jumped on with the New 52. So when I read it, first off, the Rebirth special was pretty much my first kind of big universe-changing event, even though it right. didn't change it as much as yeah. maybe some people thought it would. But this was it like... It some doors it in a did. kind of event. It's and kind of it, your it, crisis, you know. Yeah, your and it was crisis. exciting, though. I, I, I loved the New Fifty Two. It ended horribly, but I, <laughs> I loved almost everything else. Now, again, I say that I'm the, you know, Voodoo and Resurrection Man and GI Zombie. We're, we're not my favorites, but I yeah, love the whole thing. But so, yeah, yeah, men of, men of War, Men of War, Sa- Savage Hawkman. You love yeah, that Savage one. Hawkman. Hey, Eric Savage Hawkman got good, God. Yes, <laughs> but, but even poorly. so, it was Poor because. Hawkman. Because we had that, you know, this weird deal where we do read and review and talk about every single book, which tends to make us kind of at points seem negative. I still did love the New Fifty Two, but it had it had lost its way. Well, it needed I something. I love the New Fifty Two, but by the time they started branding it as the DCYU, that yeah. was where the yeah. cutoff line is. Yeah, for it was me. trouble. So that's why rebirth that was garbage. The rebirth number one, whatever individual people thought of it or what they thought it meant or whatever to us three especially it was jeff john apologizing for the whole line losing its way and and it's weird too yeah we all hugged it out bitch but uh that (laughs) is not my pick though at first the rebirth special was my pick and then i went back and i wanted to really look through things and i actually picked uh an issue that didn't even come to my mind at first but then i saw first off i'll tell you unlike eric shea I gave this issue a 10 out of 10, uh, and it is Superman, American Alien, number five. And it's uh, Max Landis and Francis Manipal did the art, and it is the issue. In, and I love the whole series. It, it, again, it ended up – I didn't think it finished strong, but no. Superman, American Alien almost made my book of the year 
because of how much I oh, did yeah. love it. Uh, the problem is it kind of started in 2015 and warped in, you know, carried over into 2016. But Superman American Alien number five was, and this was the issue of Eric remembers, uh, he didn't like it as much as That's I That's what did. I was going to say to you. I'm like, I don't think I actually enjoyed this issue. I well, this was, this one of my was least the issue. Issues. It's the issue that you first saw Superman really starting to become Superman. He was called, I think yeah. it was the Flying Man, is what they went by. But it was an issue where you saw his first fight with Parasite. Yeah. And also, one of the best confrontations I think ever of him and Lex Luthor, where he went to see Lex and called him out because he found out Clark found out did, that did Parasite. That, did we end that issue with him and out in front of the Lex's like window? Yes, the it, that was the okay. issue. So Clark actually went to call out Lex Luthor because he found out Parasite was actually something that Lex Luthor uh, made. So he went to call out Lex and pretty much showed up like this big giant superhero, like he thinks you're a superhero. You know, Lex, I'm going to take you in, and Lex just undressed him. I that mean, was so good. And he just was basically like, what are you going to do? Who's going to believe you? And and it ended up so crazy that it turned that Lex was so much a badass just by calling Clark out of all the shit that you think that a kid would show up. And, you know, I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. You're going to get arrested. He's like, this isn't how it's going to happen. And in fact, at the end of this confrontation, Lex ended up calling Clark, oh, what do you think you are, Superman? And that is actually in this book was how Clark got the name Superman. And then at the end, remember, Eric, he kind of he made the symbol and wrote, you know, you're Superman so on it. And even to the point after that, it was a, a part of Clark's life. Now, again, this is Superman American Alien. It is a Elseworlds type of deal. It, it wasn't part of, you know, continuity. I yeah. loved it. But it ended That's up with Clark. a great series. Oh, it was. And Clark ended up going and talking to Lois because he was friends with Lois and kind of was talking to her, trying to figure out if he should still be. Now, she didn't know he was Superman, but he was kind of like talking about this flying man. And I don't know. Do you think he's doing the right thing and things like that? And Lois actually convinced him to continue being Superman. And boy, I, I, I fell in love with this issue so much. And I'll tell you, it's probably one of the biggest issues that I just had a smile on my face and it actually just was such a satisfying issue. I gave it a 10 out of 10. And both the art and story were amazing. Now I'll say, because Rebirth Special is, is a gimme, Eric, my yeah. other one, I do have a runner-up that I do want to mention that Grayson, number 16, almost made it as well. That was the singing issue with Dick, uh, with Dick Grayson, oh, yeah, with, with Tom King. I love that issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that issue so right. much. That was awesome. But I, I just... Every time we sing this song, it's to the theme of Goldfinger. Yeah, it's a 37. <laughs> but I love that issue as well. But yeah, and that'll come into play later. But that is my best single issue. Now we'll go on to best story or story arc of the year. And we'll start with you, Eric. Oh, me? You, want, I'll, the... you want me to start... It's, it's sure if you want to, baby. I'll start. Actually, <laughs> okay. I have a I have a tie. I I, I kind of came up lame. I have a tie here. Um, my and and one is a new fifty two story, and the other one is a rebirth story. I'll just go. My rebirth story actually is the beginning of Batman, the Tom King's I Am Gotham story. And even though a lot of people uh, didn't like, or they they were gung ho at first, and then kind of went off. I I thought it was a slow build. I didn't like it as much at first, but by the end of that story, when oh, yeah. Gotham actually, I loved the way it ended. yeah, and it Gotham good. ended up dying. Gotham Girl ended up killing him, uh, and all that. 
everything came into play. Like this is where Tom King won me over and completely won me over to the point where I trusted him implicitly going forward into the I am suicide that he's kind of it's kind of going against that now. But this story, just these two new and and really of the other uh, the rebirth issues. Uh, or Rebirth series, a lot of it was this legacy and a lot of, you know, you had action comics had Doomsday, for Christ's yeah. sakes, and all these 90s things. Tom King Superman actually... had Eradicator. Yeah, and Tom King played it a little different. He actually introduced two new characters out of nowhere into this Batman universe, which I don't think any other series really did. And boy, I love them. And I even love Gotham and Gotham Girl, I loved immediately. And I was just worried because they he Tom King wasn't featuring them as much in the first couple issues, and yeah. I was afraid they were just going to go. And then all of a sudden he hit me, and I'm telling you, when when that issue with uh, Gotham dying was one of the best issues of Rebirth. I love that issue. But my other best story or story arc came from the New 52, and this is something that me and Eric both loved, and I think that he picked it as well. Yeah, it's a and tie it's, here for us. Yeah, it's the universe's finest arc of Batman Superman, and it's Batman Superman number 28 to 30, and it's by and Tom is Taylor. When, uh, this is when Batman and Superman stopped being a part of the truth story arc, because all yes. the Superman titles were a part of that. Yeah, one all point. of it was And then this... this and Superman Wonder Woman dropped off and just became action comics yeah. and Superman. And, uh, and the weird thing is it got back to the truth a little at the end. It was just yeah. this little deal, because then after this, it went into the China things with the uh, – the, uh, with Kenji Kong, like that setup or whatever. It wasn't him yet, or it didn't. But uh, – I love this thing, and it was a side story, and it was even spelled out of like a tale from Batman and Superman's past, and it was so good. And also because it it broke up that goddamn truth story that was awful. It was such a great diversion, and it, Tom Taylor did such a good job, and it was a space mystery, murder mystery type deal with Batman and Superman, and the villain was Lobo, and. Yeah. It was awesome and to a point where I don't even want to spoil it because I'm telling you, if you guys can reach out and find it, read these couple issues. I'm telling it, you, the, the it's Batman fucking great. Superman that were in this, like these couple issues, were this Batman and Superman that we wanted the entire yes. time. Everything was going on yep. in the yeah. DCY. Fr- friendly guys with that trade barbs with each other. A yeah. Bit. Yeah. And, yeah. And the, yeah. Their, character, their characters were spot on. The way they yeah. talked, the way they acted. The way they acted. Tom there was Taylor even went the extra mile to make sure that Superman had a freaking mask on his face so he would be able to talk in space. In space. He went to yeah. We, he actually sure told us that. Perfect. And uh, also there are uh, probably 10 badass moments in this whole arc. It's great. Even it's it's one of those. It started out. I'll just not that it's a spoiler, but it started out where Batman was fighting Clayface in Gotham because I actually went back and reread the <laughs> three right. because it was so good. And Batman's fighting Clayface. He's having a problem. Superman just shows up. That's just right. Boom. Gets rid yep. of Clayface and like, I need you. Let's go. And I Batman's like, go. Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> geez, it, Batman was so embarrassed because Superman showed up in Gotham and just it basically showed that any time he would get if he was in Gotham, all these villains would be done. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then Lobo shows up and it's probably one of the best badass moments between Lobo, Superman and Batman throughout this whole thing. It, it's so good it, that this- I loved it. I'm telling you, this was the breath of fresh air that we needed it was. so bad during the DCYU because we got so happy to read this. Yeah. And because the rest was garbage. Well, Everything and I, else I'm, going on it was yeah. so bad. And I want to tell you, there's times Superman. when. Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caught it. Real bad in that fact. But that all last Superman year. shit. Was yeah, terrible. and even at this point, Batman wasn't really Batman. So yeah, you Batman got your Batman Gordon. back. It was oh, so right. great. Batman was 
terrible. Wonder Woman was terrible. The only thing I really liked out of the DCYU was the Martian Manhunter series and the We Are Robins. Yeah, series. yeah. That was great. The Martian and Manhunter And the other thing that's weird is because me and, me and Eric are huge Tom Taylor fans. And this he is, is where Taylor made for us. he is. Uh, people who jumped on at Rebirth really probably have no idea what he's all about because you know if you just jumped on the dc in the rebirth and only and didn't read other things uh because he is at, at marvel as well at a point uh you wouldn't know this is a great couple issues three issues to actually read to know why i wish that he was on the fucking justice league book Damn right, right now it'd be fucking Hell great yeah. he is my pick and if not of that, who should Trinity. be on it yeah, or Trinity. It would be he awesome. He so good on the, uh, what is that, the video game one. What is that called? Yeah, Injustice. Injustice. The Injustice book. Oh, he was the one who so did that good. whole thing you, for four when years. James Robin, when James Robinson left Earth 2 back in the, like the, kind of like the first year of the New 52, yeah. uh, going into the second year, Tom Taylor came on. I still really liked his stories, but until, you know, shit went out of hand with World's End and he mm-hmm. left the book. Yeah. yeah. But I really liked the way he did Earth 2 as well. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It was so goddamn he good. He is tailor-made to write a shitload of characters. Yes, he, they need to use him a little more, and it was weird. This this story just came out of nowhere, and it just it blew blew me away. And pretty I think much because I was so depressed. People were, were waiting on Super. Because actually, thinking back, now that you, you jogged my memory about this, I remember loving this arc, too, mm-hmm. but I actually didn't read it at first until I heard you guys talking it up. And yeah. I was like, all right, got to check this out. Because at this point, I said, you were done. Superman books. I was yeah, like, I know right. I mean? like, I just don't give a shit about this. This this truth story is going on forever, and it sucks. Yeah, oh, uh, and th- this really was it. Really was a great arc. I, I still wouldn't say my favorite, but no, right. it no. was great. Worth I getting. Whatever, whatever trade that's in, that's the one worth yeah, getting. Yeah, and Reggie, what is yours then? Since me and Eric both my, had ours. My favorite, though, speaking of Superman, was the Maiden China story yeah. arc from New Superman, which. Uh, is is a series we're going to talk about a little bit later on, but this was definitely uh, probably my most pleasant surprise of Rebirth. And this was an arc that, you know, all of us were so... I think Jim was the only one that was more all-in on that first issue. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, was. Really I thought, didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, am I really, ever all-in? Really, really thought, really thought uh, Con Keenan was kind of a prick. I kind yeah. of... I was sort of on the fence. I wanted to see where it was going, but as it went along, not my hero. <laughs> but it, <laughs> not but on now, my watch. Now he is one of my. I wouldn't put him, you know, in the top five. But he really, I really like the character, and I really yeah. think he he's nuanced and he has like more than just a a, a bully, you know, less than yeah. just a hero. He sort of is. He's there's interest there, and the, and the way it ended, and that last issue with all that freaking action, yeah. but also the drama between him and his father, and like him growing up. It's, it's the just character a great, you want to see more of. And, and like, you really saw growth. For once, it wasn't artificial. Like, him from issue one to, I think it was a seven-issue arc, right? Or was it six-issue? I was uh, six, six, but I'm not sure now that you say that. From the first to the whatever the last issue was, yeah. he's, he's a different kid. He's he's learned a couple of things, and, yeah. and different things are important to him. And uh, I, I love to see it. I, it. It's such a great series. I'm always sad to see that. More people aren't aren't reading it because yeah, I have a, yeah, that's I have the a big, blast that's the big every deal. month when I check it out. Yeah, that's it's the problem funny. I think that has is it just seems too far removed because people want to have this universal experience what they're trying to do with Rebirth where everything seems more connected now. But freaking Con Keenan's all the way over there in China not participating. And then he, also he, there's he, no he, real he, legacy. So yeah, but he did he did in, 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 well first of all he got his powers kind of you know from yeah from Superman, Superman from so, Fifty Two Superman. So there's that connection, and plus he was with the what are those the the Great Ten the Great the, Ten I, yeah yeah. Uh, so 
I think that there's definitely, you know, I think going down the line, there's definitely opportunity to fold it more into the DCU. Oh, definitely. And, uh, I think know, even I the solicits it. spell out that he's going to be more involved with the other characters. I think there's a couple, not crossovers, but characters yeah, showing I've up in this book. I'm believing solicits. I so know. <laughs> they said Blue Lanterns were coming back, for God's sake. That, that, hey, that. Eric's still yelling. It will he's be happening. Uh, it will. <laughs> I think it will happen. But Yeah, who knows will. when. <laughs> well, the the thing about it is, I'll, I'll agree with you. The uh, the whole thing with uh, Gene Luan Yang, who writes the new Superman, uh, he again he was doing Superman in the Truth, and it was not great. And no, that was one but of the things. Now he's in Well, and it's funny because he seemed to want to push the Superman book into being this book then. And but now, like Eric just said, he's in his wheelhouse, and I really like it. Though it was one of those where it, it was such a a good book and a surprise that because I did not have any idea that I would like it. And, but you, like you said, Reggie, yeah. every time it, it pops up now, you have taken over reviewing it. And when it does show up, because I'm not reviewing it, it just kind of pops up. I'm like, oh, we, I always like it. And I, it always yeah. makes me kind of smile. I have books that I have to review that I want to kill somebody <laughs> because I, they arrive. And this, I'm like, this is really good. And it's such a, a good little book. And like you said, there's been so much great growth in, in Con Keenan to the point where if we had – we didn't put best hero or best character in there. I might yeah. actually – he'd be in the running. For he best character, be for me. For he me would. Too. I mean, I, I haven't. Th- we haven't thought about it, but he comes to mind as someone. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for him. You know, thumbs up on Con Keenan. That's yeah. how I feel. About I really. What, what about John one? Kent? Uh, John Kent, hey, actually, he'd probably be up there. He might actually. He's, I don't know. I may still even go with Damien. I love him, but we haven't seen tons of him. But yeah, John Kent might be my number one if we. Or had John that, Smith. Who? That's right. But yeah, our next one is going to be <laughs> we gotta get big, that cat name back. <laughs> biggest moment of the year. And I'll go first. I haven't gone first. And this this is almost like a, a gimme as well. And I think we yeah. all picked this. We, the biggest we should moment, all just say it together. You that's know? what I'm saying. <laughs> the biggest moment is Wally West returning to the, the universe and coming out of the Speed Force I, into the I, book the, and rebirth. I sat here and thought about this for a while because you guys had already had your picks up by the time I got to this. And I was thinking, I'm like, I don't want to go in line with these fools. I need something bigger and better. But no, this this is the best oh, thing yeah. that we've gotten. Yes, all it year. is. And uh, Reggie, you and Eric both have uh, in the notes here. I see you do have runners up, which are pretty big. I mean, they yeah. are really big. Which you can say which which one that you had, Reggie, for your runner up. Well, me and this is almost personal, but I think it, it was it was was big for the uh, DC line as a whole. But when the Lois and Clark Superman sort of took the spot of the dead New 52 Superman. Yeah. I'm not counting the death of the New 52 Superman, which was stupid as hell. Yeah, but that, that, Final Days of Superman did not come out as well as it no, should have. No, But that shift over, and you know, and you know, and, you, know uh, you know, Jim, you were reviewing Lois and Clark, and the way yep. that wrapped up so hastily, oh, I think, was, I think they crazy. saw the writing on the wall was that no one gave a shit about Superman New 52, but, but that Lois and Clark book was really gaining in popularity and getting good reviews and stuff. And I think they were like, ah, oh, yeah, people like this other one better than our yeah. uh, sad boy guy who can't handle his powers. <laughs> yeah, and, and, something and do- came out of convergence, huh? And yeah. doing that, oh yeah, that basically is—is is it that? And uh, that was my right? favorite Titans. convergence title too. It, it, and it was. Clark. Uh, that was great. But, but doing that is pretty ballsy. You have to admit to supplant one character with Seriously. another. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and they pulled it off, and I think it was it was to good effect. I fact I can say for a fact it was to good effect because. Now I can read Superman and enjoy yeah. it. 
Well, even thing, that. I don't even, I don't even know how well it was pulled off because he just kind of showed up. People seemed to know he wasn't Superman, but they just went with it and so did the readers because they wanted the Superman so much. Well, and it's, yeah. it's funny it's too because the Lois and Clark book at the end of, of the New 52 kind of was like a, Hey, uh, almost maybe like a feeler. Now, I know up until that point, they kind of have already announced Rebirth, and we were wondering what it was. But it kind of was a feeler for Rebirth. It was a callback character, a legacy character that people seemed like, though he was kind of you know, tied into this universe and wasn't doing much. At one point, he was just kind of in the shadows, and then yeah. he, he was, like, looking at Batman and trying to see what he was up to and trying to figure out, you know, who was Creeper. bad and who was good. Uh, and, yeah, that whole thing did r- get rushed. But like I, like you said, I do agree with you, Reggie, because the death of Superman just kind of – it just happened. Now, when it did actually happen – Didn't have the feels the 90s had. Well, the moment that when he died, it did kind of get me still, but it was still wrapped up in – in a shitty goddamn you know whole truth story and even the final days of superman was uh but yeah like, where, uh, where were the news reports back when this superman died like, like they were know. in the 90s where people yeah, were really, like there lined up any. around comic book shops yeah. trying to get their even copies. remember when uh, the way reports back... were comic book fans around the world celebrate at the yeah death yeah of the it's funny even when world. even when damien died that was on the news for a bit oh, yeah, and yeah <laughs> superman died and nobody cared the oh. biggest thing was remember during the truth when superman ended up punching that police officer that made the news because police were fucking protesting. Then I said the I, the minute that that came out, I'm like, it wasn't even a real guy. It's they're going to show you it was like an alien or something. And it ended up being that. And then they all disappeared. But Eric, what was your other your runner up? Because it is also My a big up moment. For the biggest moment is when we saw Mister Oz take Tim Drake out of continuity or whatever. He like, he plucked him out, and everybody believes he's dead now because it's really up in the game for who this Mister Oz character is. He's been in the shadows this whole time, just telling Superman, "You're not what you think you are." He he he. He took Doomsday at the end of the first arc of Action Comics, but, you know, like, okay, he's got a big old monster now. That could be a bothersome kind of down the road. But when he took Tim Drake out because he inspires too much hope, that's when he knew the character really meant business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even that, and, like, other people might have, the you know, uh, Gordon as Batman and and that stuff. And the the Uh, return of Bruce Wayne, because, again, Bruce Wayne died at that one point. But I don't know that the exact timing when he came back. That all happened last summer, though. Yeah, it did. I mean, pretty much so. Yeah. And and, out of sight, out of mind. Well, even that, though, (laughs) you would think that that would have been a big thing when Bruce Wayne died. But the problem with it was is that it it just, they didn't deal, they didn't let it sit long enough. Bruce Wayne died. He was at the last page of the freaking next issue yeah, sitting yeah. on a goddamn park bench yeah, no one re- like, and didn't even get people to react to it you know yeah. I, this eric this runner-up was definitely a huge moment then when i think of him getting you know tim drake getting riddled with the i guess laser bullets yeah, or whatever yeah, these yeah. ones were firing it really was a stark scene however i would say that this scene would have had more impact if we didn't know for sure damn right mr oz took okay, this, this was it, a, it, who this said that eric Jim and i had gone back and forth oh i was so angry again. because here's the thing if you remember the next issue of detective comics because it happened in detective the next issue was the start of the monster men all and that was the next you know month all they had to do was have tim supposedly die and then let it sit for that month while they have that Monster Men story and then come back that month later. And Eric was yeah. telling me that people would have fucking had pitchforks and were fucking burning right down buildings. But to me, it really it really took away 
the whole thing of it. I'm telling you, you would have had a month of people just losing their fucking minds and yelling, and this person you know, saying that, and that. I might have to go with you on this one now, yeah, because, because what we got with the Monster Men in a whole, I think, like, you know, we got this shitty stuff, so if we would have came back maybe after that and saw that Tim Drake was alive, just we would have had the first, more. Even if it was just the first page of that first issue of Detective Back, or they probably have it as the cliffhanger, but if it was the first page where all of a sudden it's just dark, and all of a sudden you see Tim Drake after a Man's month... Fuck. After everything. yeah, after a month that you thought Tim was dead and all of a sudden he isn't, it would have been such a big, impactful deal. Like, holy shit. And that's the other thing that really pissed me off about the Tim Drake deal is that James Tynan, who who wrote it, didn't even really get a chance to have the aftermath of it because that was what the issue. monster men, that stupid monster men, that was the whole thing. Nobody's going to die tonight when Batman was yelling when that <laughs> supposed hurricane was hitting big and baby. then fucking Big Baby showed up. <laughs> that fucking nonsense. <laughs> Not only did the, you know, what's his name, freaking uh, Orlando, Steve Orlando get to give us a shitty fucking story, but he was the one who actually got to deal with like the aftermath of Tim oh, yeah. Drake and all that, which again, Eric, you're saying that. Wally West is still by far the biggest moment, but the the detective book is still dealing with Tim Drake being gone with Stephanie Burr. You know, she goes nuts with it and all hey, what that. Are you talking and then, about? Titans is still dealing with Wally West being gone. He yeah, just got yeah, I'm saying it, it's a it's a huge moment, but yeah, it's it sucks that that fucking monster man just ruined God it all. Damn it. it ruined it all. But yeah, hold on, hold on. Move, I gotta go but, change my pick for biggest disappointment. Hold on. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm actually <laughs> going down to see what I put for biggest disappointment. I might have to put that too because that was really a disappointment. Uh, the next category is best or biggest villain of the year. And I don't know about you guys, this was probably the toughest one because there really wasn't a clear-cut great villain, I think, in this whole year. Even with Rebirth, Rebirth has been dealing so much with the the hope and the the legacy that there are villains, but there's nothing huge to me. Uh, But I'll start with you, Eric. Mine? Well, I'm telling you. Initially, I thought like the hardest one for me to pick was the uh, best story arc because I went back. I'm trying to think of something that like I really enjoyed, but there were shit issues littered throughout them that really yeah. kind of like muddied the water for me. That where I like something, but I don't love it all, you know. But for the best villain, I have to go with Brian Hitch for ruining the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Eric, that's Eric's Brian, goddamn Brian villain, Cole. Brian. And if you, if you want a real pick for a real DC Comics character. I would have to go with Grail, the daughter of Darkseid for the Darkseid War. I would put her as – I would agree with that, with her being the biggest villain of the year as far as the impact that, that you know, she had yeah. and what she, what she was doing as far as jerking around with the Justice League and the, you know, reality. And anti-monitor and, and shit. It's and, fucking yeah, crazy. Like, and this, this character that whole story was, so was fresh, too. I liked crazy. it. I did like it. I uh, just want no, to point I, out there was only three have... issues with her last year, but that's that's fine. There were more that's than good. three issues because we had the Dark Side War special as well. Yeah, but she wasn't really. No, that wasn't in. That was the year before. No, it I wasn't. Think that was the year before, wasn't it? I, I, I thought know. we looked. Yeah, there was only three issues of Dark Side War in the year 2016, but that's fine, Eric. This is this is the one I was yelling at Eric about. One of them because <laughs> the it No, it got delayed so much that there just wasn't that much of her. But my pick well, is I'm even defer, less. I'm, I'm saying I'm going to defer back to my original pick and say Brian Hitch. Okay, that Brian Hitch is, and here's the thing, Brian Hitch is just not Justice League. It was that JLA book that was a piece of shit oh. as well. Hey, Brian I'm Hitch is the villain that, to everyone. Right? 
JLA it, was a side story. I can deal with it being shit because it wasn't in my main continuity. Yeah. Now that he's in main continuity, he's <laughs> fucking it up. Well, here's the thing, though. Back in the when it first came out and all that, it was in the main continuity. It was, it was supposed to take place during somewhere. those. Yeah, but it was supposed I to take place in those years did. that they didn't deal with, and it was nonsense. And and only to did. the point where when you get to the <laughs> Justice League in Rebirth. That Brian Hitch just kept bringing up Ral and just throwing it in our goddamn not, not, faces. Not only bringing up Ral, but that fucking Justice League Rebirth number one. That was pages he had already finished for JLA because yeah. Wonder Woman still had the bolt of Zeus for no goddamn reason. It didn't make any sense. So he's a goddamn hack artist. No, he is. It, it was it was the worst. It really was. It was so fucking double it's still It's still horrible. It's still he's the he's my villain personally, but I didn't pick him though I may now. But I did. It's funny because I'm yelling about Grail not being enough in issues, and my villain, the only one I could really pick though we don't know anything about him really is Mister Oz, and yeah. it's because this guy, whatever the fuck he is, and, and it, really you can tell me that we're gonna find out later who he is, Watchman, you know that not, but we might even find out that he's not necessarily a villain. That might be the twist that he's doing. Yeah, something honestly, that's him. something we've been talking about a lot, where he may be like putting together a team to combat whoever the yeah, villain and is. Yeah, now it shows this last issue of, of Detective kind of kind of spells that and not eh. being that way, but it still could. You know how they play the game. You mean the Boy, future they're... issue of Detective that no one's read yet? Yes, that next uh, one might show. That's spoilers. why I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. So that may be something, you know, crazy. But he really, if you want to talk about a guy who is doing some crazy shit, I mean, just what we know so far, he has Doomsday. He took Tim Drake. And also... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he did or didn't do, but he seems to be very involved with the new Fifty Two Superman dying. And yeah. not only that, if that's the case, seems to maybe also be involved with Lois dying because she even said when she was dying, "Oh, Clark, now I understand." And that so the whole thing with the solar Worst flares and all words that. Ever. Yes, yeah, it was. It really was. Uh, but yeah, even though, uh, and I can't tell you that I'm that. I'm, people Mr. are intrigued by Mister Eyes. I'm Mr. not. Oz is such a weird thing for me because I'm not really that intrigued anymore. Just because no, I'm not. It I'm not either. It seems like an afterthought since we saw yeah. him and Jeff Johns run a Superman with John Romita yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah, when we went and back and we really like, seem to be involved nope. in any of the stuff that we're dealing no, with No, he was just watching. It was going to be this thing, and then I think they turned him into more uh, of what, what he was going to be and, and kind of center on that. And it was one of those things that just kind of, you know, hit. And kind of made sense to go on with yeah. because, yeah, there's a lot of things in the New 52. They just drop dead and we'll never hear them again. This is one thing that they picked up. And, and Jeff Johns himself was writing it when he was doing the Superman book with uh, John Romita Jr. So it was something that he must have had plans with anyway. Uh, you know, down the road. Right. The problem, the biggest problem with Mr. Oz as a villain, like I said, you really don't know anything about him. And the more that we don't get, and then these little dribs and drabs things, it, it actually is starting to annoy me a bit. And I'm kind of <laughs> tuning out. I know that everybody wants Two to. Two more years, Jim. Yeah, everybody wants to jump and, you know, scream and yell about the Watchmen. It, I just, wake me up before you go, go. Wake you go, me go. up. I'm telling you, wake me up when this happens because I don't need your little hints and stuff. 
stuff where even Good when dress. you have the flashbook, oh, hope is gone, and and the shade man is <laughs> his wife. You know, it, it's almost like a slap in oh, my yes, fucking face. Joshua, hope is yeah, or or the Titans, the Titans that we'll be talking about this week. You know, oh, the only thing I could see was <laughs> Manhattan, and then we find out dun, later dun, that they dun. head to New York. You know, I don't need these double entendres fucking kicking me in the ass all the time. But I do think because of the fact that there just wasn't a really great villain. I, you like Mr. Bloom, Eric? Mr. Bloom? I fucking hate Mr. I Bloom. I know. And, and I, I went down. Who really, if you, who's, that Vandal Savage was the, the villain of the, the truth story. Of the truth, yeah. But that story pissed me off so much Garbage. that I can't give him. Plus, he had the craziest fucking plan. In, in, <laughs> in, really, if anybody wants to go and they, they actually say, I want to go and, and read the truth story, there's a lot of fun to be had just laughing at the Vandal Savage plan of what the fuck, the meteor, the fucking, you know, comets coming, he's going to grab it and stuff. Uh, we did have a lot of fun with, with that book, though, Eric. Remember uh, those fucking mutants that we laughed at? Those oh, God, you guys. mean those fucking freaks? Oh, my God, that was so great. But yeah, with the uh, Batman? Uh, no, no, this was the one where uh, he freed these goddamn genetic freaks. It was and actually they were just, comics. Oh, my God, oh, it was oh. crazy. And then they were, like, riding this them well, like a fucking horse. This is why you don't horses. marry your cousins. Yeah, it was end up crazy. With things like this. But yeah, I'm still going to go with Mr. Oz only because, you know, I just but I now, really if Mr. Struggle. Oz facilitated the new 52 Superman's death, doesn't that make him a hero? Uh, that's what I'm saying. He might be. Yeah, he might, he might, know, might be. That was Jim Superman. That was. And right. really he got rid of the worst uh t- you know, the worst Robin, Tim Drake, Eric. How dare you? Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, yes, he he probably... It's funny, of the Robins, I know people love Tim Drake. Actually, the new 52, again, he took Tim Drake out when he started getting better. If, exactly. if Mr. Oz would have... Yeah, if Mr. Oz would have come why? in at the middle of the new 52 Teen Titans, we all would have celebrated. That's the thing, though. He took him out right when we got hope that the character yeah. might be good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, Reggie, who is your villain now, I, I didn't go with big, you know, the category you wrote here was not biggest villain. It was best villain. Well, best, yeah. So my the best villain, I think, in comics still, even today, even <laughs> though he's no longer with us, is Ray Delane of the Daily Planet. Who oh, was, Ray Delane. Was Ray featured Delane. in Aquaman number one. Uh, Black Manta was, was pretending to be the actual Ray Delane, but I looked into it. I did a little research. I looked back on some old Daily Planets. And it turns out that Ray Delane was a pedophile. So was he? <laughs> That's a bad guy to impersonate, Black Man. Why would you? He did have a weird mustache. Well, he, he, he was still—he was still an accredited journalist, you know. Yeah. Was no, he was wrote, but he just happened to like touching. Mostly boys, mostly young boys. Mostly. Are you telling me he's like the director and writer of the movie? Fucking what was that, Eric? Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Polanski. Who was that? No, no. Salva. Victor Salva. He also did Powder, right? Yes. Yeah, that guy's a pedophile. Do you remember Powder anymore? I love the movie. Did you ever see that Reggie Powder? Oh, yeah. With the, that with was the, a great uh, movie. Yeah. The, John the Patrick all, Flannery? Yeah. Albino kid who had Yeah, the albino guy. He had like uh, electric powers. powers, right? <laughs> he had the power of electricity. But yeah, the, the, uh, the guy's like Ray Delaney. He was a pedophile, I believe. Uh, allegedly, oh. I'll say. I don't want to get sued. No, but. no, he's convicted. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly he's what he's convicted of, though. He's the best because of his mustache and fashion sense. 
Raid Delane. The the best about Raid Delane is that was the most fun I've had with Aquaman so far yeah, was Raid Delane. It was, yeah. And the best part was, like we said when we did the uh, when we did it on the podcast, Raid Delane was the James Woods, or not not even Raid Delane. It was Black Mana. He really played that part. That how loud he was to announce uh-huh. to everybody. <laughs> oh, it was the best. And then we find out Raid Delane was dead in a fucking trunk. Yeah. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Ray. Which is a happy ending, because like I said, he was a pedophile. Yeah, he was. So everybody won. I hear That's Carolyn the best Wusson part of is going to give his eulogy. Yeah, yeah, Carolyn Wusson. Kelly <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. not going to show up because well, he doesn't need that PR. If we're going to mention best uh, person... In the the DCU uh, in the year, it is Terry Kurtzberger, of course, Definitely. because I, the the struggles that she overcame to she, to become what she is hero, today. Jim. I didn't even tell. I just wanted to take this uh, moment to announce. Unfortunately, t- uh, Terry Kurtzberger passed away this past Thursday, no, and fuck uh, you, we're going to have a moment of silence for, for Terry Kurtzberger. She fought till the very end, and her last oh th- her last words were. Now I see what's happening, Clark. And everybody didn't know what was going on. And actually, actually, that was not true. She said that, and then her last words were, please get Brian Hitch off that fucking Justice League. And then she passed with a smile on her face. She last words properly. Yes, yeah. knowing that she was trying to help the world. But yeah, that, that is she scrolled. Fun. She scrolled into the ground that she fell upon. Ditch yep. the hitch. And it's fun. Yeah, ditch the hitch. And then what happened is they weren't sure she was dead. They got Carolyn Wusan to come and read her body language, which there was none, and she officially pronounced her dead then. <laughs> Carolyn Wusan did say, yeah, bitch ain't moving. She's dead. And then walked away. They, they gave Carol her $50,000. Carolyn Wusan does not show up cheap. She's coming in fucking expensive, or she's not showing up at all here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Best team-up is the next bit. Best yeah. Team up and the best team up. Uh, Reggie, you go first. Uh, I'll go first. My favorite one of the years uh, has been Constantine and Section Eight in the pages of Hard Traveling Heroes. Uh, really, it's uh, Constantine. I love Constantine in that book. I think he's freaking hilarious. He's so I think unconstantine and it's, hates it. It's and he hate <laughs> and he hates who he is and he like hates the fact that he you know uh, Six Pack keeps intimating that he's a superhero now and he gets so mad. Uh, and I love like as the issues go on, his voice has gotten more and more ludicrously cockney. So I basically use this section to be honest. My real best team up would actually be Green Lantern, Simon Baz, and Jessica okay. Cruz. But I had to give Constantine a shout out here because that shit is. Well, somebody's got to talk hilarious. about Section Eight. Yeah, I know. Really. Otherwise, otherwise they'll never get in here. So you know that basically that book is not so it's not as good as the last miniseries, but yeah. the Constantine shit is hilarious. I don't sure care. I, I just can't stop. Even with the newest issue, like, uh, you know, I just can't stop laughing when he starts with his nonsense. It's yeah. high well, freaking hilarious. It is, is good. It is good. I'm going to go next. And my pick is Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. And this is like one of those where you mentioned earlier, Reggie, that I was positive of the new Superman uh, book originally. I actually was a lot more positive of the first arc and especially the rebirth issue than Eric was of Green Lanterns. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I know I that, that a lot of shit. people a lot of people did not like the bickering between the two. I didn't mind it. I remember the rebirth. I think the, the my biggest problem was I didn't think they gave enough background of the two characters. Uh Sam Humphreys has done that since and I really do over and over like again. It, it's Green Lanterns is one of the few books that actually I think has gotten a lot stronger as it's gone on. And in fact, uh, Frank Lemensky almost made my villain 
of the year. Uh, but oh, yeah. we just haven't gotten enough he's of him. Misunderstood, Jim. He's not yeah, a villain. I just and I really do like him. I like that's my favorite type of villains are those yeah. kind of guys who are they think they're doing right and he's just batshit crazy. So sure. you know, there's that little caveat. But Simon Cruz, uh, Simon Cruz, Simon Baz, and Jessica Cruz. I just really like the interaction between the two. Again, this is something where a lot of people I see don't they don't like them together. They don't, and I'm not even talking. Talking about Jessica, well, you know, like, when this first started back in June and July, Eric was reviewing it, and he, he didn't like it at first, and I, I was trying to... Oh, I know you are. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But I, I was trying to get you to give it up, not because I, I desperately wanted it, because I knew the Green Lantern, you know, the Green Lantern Corps is something big to you. I didn't want you to get all, like, angry, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, man, he's got to... Re- See, it's they ruined my that, jam, Reggie. Well, yes. at, the, at the time, I thought that the one I'm doing, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, would be the more pure Green Lantern book. I was like, right. I was like, why don't you take that one? I'll take the weird one. I, you know, yeah. but it, it turns out we couldn't be more wrong. Green, Green Lanterns is far and away the stronger of it the is. two. Well, that's the weirdest. That's the thing, though, is because I would not give that up because going into Rebirth, Green Lanterns was the book I had the most hope for going forward. I like yeah. this is a book I want to read. This is the one I'm most anticipating. And when it came out, I was fucking heartbroken because these weren't the characters I had already known, and they were just not being used properly. And then that fucking Red Lanterns arc was garbage, but yeah, it has so- gotten better. Yeah, and and here's the thing. When I say that I like Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz as the best team up, I'm not even also I'm not talking about Jessica Cruz going on and on about her fucking anxiety. And so I'm talking about when they actually are together and teaming up. And I think that the 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 way they progress the the two of them as a team, I think is great. I think that yes, the Red Lanterns arc I think was it wasn't great. Uh, but going from Nowhere. that to here, the Emerald Sight you, you get the, the part Emerald now. Sight. Yes, now though, when Simon or Jessica want to do, you believe that they are they have each other's backs. I do like it, and again, I have to also tell you that Brian Hitch is also doing a bang up job with them over on Justice League. I mean, they're great. When Jessica left, Simon said it was like he was missing an arm at one point because he just Poor loves his Jessica, and then she showed up again. It was oh, great. My arm is back. It was so great. It was so great. I mean, and then you have Jessica. She's dating Barry. I don't know. It's nonsense. But I like Jessica Cruz's uh, her her trajectory through the last Justice uh, League arc, the Dark Side War. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do as well. Uh, But I like them together. That is, if you like the Green Lanterns book. You have to like them as a team up because really that's the that's That's the book. That's That's all it is. is. I mean, it's not like this is. Yeah, it's just that it's going like it's on, so and I like going it. to the Green Lanterns book for where we ended the Dark Side work. Because for some reason, I was really hoping that she would remain powering and tame Volthoom within it, and be yeah. able to use that as her own. And Simon was going to help her with that because we got a little hint of that in the uh, Green Lantern twenty epilogue. Yeah, Green Lantern Johnson, twenty, that he was going to train her. Gonna, yeah, yeah, and that's how to what use that, this, this different kind of ring. And again, I, I think Eric now he used to like in a way he yeah. sort of he kind of is. Like, I'm I telling like you, Volthoom still be there or something. I think that that look that kind of threw you off from the beginning as well, Eric. That you were waiting for Simon, and then to not get that, but also to get that whole thing where Hal said that Simon was only a Green Lantern for a month or so. You it, motherfucker! It threw, it threw every 
everything, uh, you know, in a topsy turvy deal, you which made no continuity. sense. Why is never mentioned times people no, never no, mention never times. mention it. No, yeah, and even that, even at the beginning of the Green Lantern's book, I I think that you were a little upset because even he was part of the Lost Army. He was with the Green Lantern Corps, and then all of a sudden he's just on Earth, and he's they're still Earth. missing him. Hey Jim, what are they going to recharge the rings? Yeah, I don't know. I'm waiting for that. They have that whole thing with <laughs> that, that big, combined big battery. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Uh, but but no, Eric, I, I what, like where I like where we're going so with the story, though. I I like your pick for that. Yeah, yeah. What is your uh, team up, Eric? My my team up is probably going to be another thing that pisses you off because you think it's bullshit. But it's the yeah. Justice League and the Crime Syndicate from the Dark Side War. Yes, that is an awesome team up. We have pretty much a bizarro team of each other joining up to take on the Anti Monitor, Dark Side, and Grail. That is an amazing. Oh, you pieces of shit. I mean, the the idea was good. The execution was just all right, I thought. It was okay. I'm telling you, they started – I got so angry, though, too, because I love the crime syndicate. And yeah, Jeff Johns too. just started obliterating them each issue. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah. Please, don't do this. <laughs> I won't play with you boys no more. Go Take on, my Eric. ball going home. Uh, anything, <laughs> uh, you keep going, Eric. I, I have more sound effects ready. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. The no, I like, I like that. I, it's I'm weird very because... I excited by the prospect of it. It did not end as well as I would have liked it to, but I really enjoyed what we had for the time being. Yeah, it's weird because when we talk, not only did I say, like I was yelling at you that there were only a couple issues of the dark side. We're not including those crazy tie-in yeah, issues yeah. that seemed to be thrown in because there was delays. It's weird now because when Rebirth hit, because of that Rebirth number one, it just kind of, I don't know, maybe it just... It seems so much bigger then, and I just – that was the end of the New 52, and I kind of – because I really don't think about it that much anymore. Uh, right. The whole uh, Dark Side War, it just to well, me – I end up it, thinking about it quite a bit just because yeah, I'm going to the, uh, the lies section of the Wonder Woman, and I'm wondering how her brother Jason being revealed is going to fit into Greg Rucka's story now. Yeah, and it's weird because we did say that that was a big thing in the Dark Side. Two of the things that I do like and laugh at in the Dark Side War was that Dark Side ended up being a baby at the end, which yeah. made me – it was hilarious. Uh, and that Diana had a twin brother, Jason – and a lot of people are like, they don't know about that, but that was in the Rebirth issue. It was mentioned again sure was. in the Rebirth, both the ba- baby dark side and, and her real. twin brother. And I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I haven't heard Greg Ru- Greg Rucka seems like a guy who would kind of like, nope, not on my watch. You, you can wait till the next writer comes in because it really – I don't see him writing a story with that. I think that that is going to be something else brought in to say a Justice League or another book like that, I don't see that it making sense in the Greg Rucka story where he's so concerned. It bothers yeah. me so much because that's where we end and we yeah, and he's so concerned. Now, you, you don't know what the, what you've read or yeah. like from Wonder Woman is real anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's so concerned, Greg yeah, Rucka. That's like in, every that's like every Wonder Woman though. Every time yeah. a creator comes on, they're like, "Fuck everything that happened before." Yeah, yeah. Well, this is well, that's fine. what I'm saying. Now he, it was funny because Wonder Woman. I know a lot of people wonder when we're going to start talking about that for awards and. It's weird that when Greg Rucka first came on, I was really like I was in awe of what he was doing, thinking that he was going to try to tie all of the origins yeah. together and do that. Now I kind of get the idea that he's just going to do his own fucking thing and he, well, he thinks I, everything else is bullshit. And it, Reggie, I don't know if you read the Justice League versus Suicide Squad number two yet, but in that issue, pretty much they say that Wonder Woman was made of clay. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. which yeah, Come which on. kind of throws everything around again, and it's just weird. Though she says that to Harley, and I thought maybe she's just playing with Harley to just get Harley to shut up, and but we'll see. But yeah, uh, 
just the the fact, like you said, the Dark Side War itself just is kind of and and again, I wasn't reviewing it, and we did say me and Eric, I don't know about you, Reggie, but it does seem to go online as well that you do kind of tend to focus on the books that you were reviewing. These, exactly, these are the books that we put so yeah. much time in that we actually, you know, we feel like we know the subject yeah, better than yeah. anybody. At this and point, Eric, so. you did the Dark Side War, and yes, exactly. I talked about it on the podcast, but it, that's that was your big book, and again, I these liked are the it books enough. I'm invested in. It was weird. I just I, I spent I, so much time doing. I don't think I was impressed. I'm almost like Reggie with Rebirth. I was not as impressed with it. Just thinking back at it now, it, it just I guess because Rebirth I came and it, was bigger. I'll tell you what, it went about two, three issues too yeah, long. Yeah, 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 yeah. And once it spaced out the hell, and they had all those tie-ins as those well. Tie-ins yeah, those tie-ins were pointless. Yeah, that was so those tie-ins were ridiculous. But uh, except for I want my pie. Yeah, the pie. Superman <laughs> wanting pie. And, and I'm telling you, the the Shazam one, which I believe was Steve Orlando writing it uh was yeah. very interesting but even that we want it more and now you don't get any That's shazam so J- J- jim and i bring up at least once a month what's up with shazam's powers did he revert back or does he still have these new god powers yeah those new god powers that we thought discussed. were interesting i'm telling you i think that mr oz might have shazam as well me and eric were talking about that he right brings me hope, Jim. yeah he brings me hope as well but we're gonna go to another holy, thing holy biggest surprise of the year Reginald, what do you give the biggest surprise? Oh, this, is a, this is another case where you know you and you and Eric picked the same thing, and I would have been right along with you, but I had to give a shout out to the books that I review, and it would be the Young yeah. Animal line. That was what I was. We were all very trepidatious about. We didn't know what it was going to be. I don't even think you wanted us to cover it, right, Jim? It was just uh, that when we heard we were it. on the fence. We didn't. I know think that was. Do it, I think honestly. that was more Eric. Because te- technically speaking, I realize we don't have to. I mean, there are there is some DCU in there, but there's yeah. no real co- there's no connection. To I'm the telling you, here's where you can kind of guess who was against it. Eric, you going to do the Wildstorm book when it comes out? Fuck no. Yeah, I am. So right there tells you that it was. I think Eric was just like you. You wanted to cover it, obviously Doom Patrol, and you wanted to cover. It, and I said to Eric, uh, Reggie wants to do the Young Animal, and I think Eric's first thing. I'm not talking about it. That's all that he, that's all he that's threw out there. Was. I'm not talking on the podcast about that motherfucking book. Segregation, right? Yeah, yeah, so there you go. And well, so, yeah, I was, I was for When somebody it. asked Eric to do a little extra work at, 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 at the cardboard box factory, what's his answer? He says exactly what you just said. <laughs> he, he'll do you know, 100% of what he's supposed to. He does not go like outside the box. You tell him. And I, 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 I had a Mixler radio program on Christmas, people. Come on now. That's right. That <laughs> may or may not have been recorded, Eric. But uh, here's yeah. the thing. Thing. Eric doesn't like to go outside the box because he does not like to get yelled at, and that's where he thinks he's going to get yelled at the most. That's what I get from working with him, and I'll tell you, he's absolutely right at our work because I would go outside the box. I ended up – am I wrong, Eric, in saying that I expanded our job tenfold and then yeah, it you're fucked an us? It fucked us. I thought I was being a good employee. Fucked us, nope. though. Who is laughing? I hate that. I, I don't know who's laughing, Eric. Uh, but yeah, go on, Reggie. I, I interrupted you, but go on with the young animals. Uh, you know, yeah, I just flat out did not know what to expect from this line. I could definitely see it. I mean, again, nothing having to do with my chemical romance. If all the people out there, that factored into my yeah. feelings about it. Not at all. You know, that means nothing to me. But I really just didn't know what to expect. I could see it going off the rails immediately. But the especially three of the books that I really like a lot, which would be Doom Patrol, Shade, and Cave Carson. Yeah. They're really tightly plotted. They're really there's obviously a lot of consideration going into them. Uh with Doom Patrol and Shade, I think that there's a good equal amount of fan service for people that have read the series, but also 
it's something you, you got to take on. And if you're like a weirdo like Repairman Jack, who I, I tell he's one of the weirdest people, um, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love it. You know what I mean? It's and it's quality books. These these books are all four bucks. But as you guys pointed out, when we do our you know people write in with their list callings, what yeah. books they want to drop. Doom Patrol is on there. People make room for that book. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like even though even though it kind of you know the the way the they numbers come the out, Justice you can make League for that book. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, I would fucking drop the Justice League off a cliff <laughs> right now. But you know, they're definitely uh, it's it's a solid line. It's a quality line, and I feel like already you know it's a, it's been a few months, but we've got quite a number of books out of them. I would buy Young Animal with confidence at this yeah, point. And, like, it's whatever next because... thing they're going to come out with, I'm going to be yeah. right. Checking it out right and away. What's weird to me is that it, I thought – I'm telling you, I thought it was a little goofy that they were going to have their own line. I really thought that they were going to put these books and say Vertigo, try to get – and Vertigo, I, are you with me, Reggie? It, it's a bomb. It really is. Oh, you see, yeah. you see the right. sales of these Vertigo books, even like the ones that they want to push. They're, there's, they're hard to get over ten thousand, you know, copies an issue after they go. And uh, I really thought, oh, here we go again. You're going to start another line, and it's this, and that. like you said, I didn't know Gerard Way from fucking, you know, my my kids, and I barely know them. And uh, but so I didn't have anything. I didn't think of. You know, oh, my chemical wrong, like these other, and so, but I was just worried, not even worried. I just thought, eh, nobody's going to care about this. It's going to yeah. go away. And I'll tell you, like you're saying, it's a surprise. The young animal line is actually what made me decide that I do want to cover that wild storm book when it comes mm-hmm. out because it seems that they're on to something now. They're actually, these are things on these side things. And when, when, uh, Eric gets to do his milestorm, uh, fucking <laughs> deal. <laughs> His milestone books, Reggie. Uh, it, I'm telling you, the young animal, like you said, you'll go with, hey, they come out with another book. I'm in. I'm going even further and saying, I think DC knows what they, that's one part that they might be onto something now. I'll yeah. go with though. I'll go with Wildstorm because I think that they, you know, they maybe, get maybe what's going on. Maybe there's something about using the DC office editorial staff on a book that doesn't need to be slavish to current continuity maybe yeah, that gives yeah. them the freedom to tell a better Blasphemy. story because and, yeah. i, I, I well, know i know goes. that hurts the continuity kid over there but you know uh and, and there are there is continuity within the books you know what i mean it's not like each yeah. issue is is like uh you mm-hmm. know a chicken blinking its eyes or something like that but it's uh i i think it might give them the freedom with that staff and like whatever's happening with vertigo it's just sad it seems directionless well that's the problem it's directionless like, I, and i was going to say while you were saying that that I like the fact that it seems now they haven't said anything about Miles. Uh, now I can't even say Milestorm. I keep saying Mile <laughs> Milestone when that comes out. It does seem like they're going like Gerard Way. Hey, you're in charge of this young animal. And whether or not he's, you know, hands on completely, at least it looks like it's got some direction because it's got somebody you can look at that's that thing. And then what's it called with the Wildstorm? Uh, it's Garth Ennis, right? Yes. No. Yeah. Is it Carthenis? So, I thought it was somebody else. No, I, I think I think it's him. And it's a, again, you have this this one guy. He's going to go, and they said it's going on as long as he does it. If he backs out, they're done. 
I like that because oh, War, Warren Ellis. That's oh, Warren Ellis. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, what am I saying? Uh, but the Vertigo, you look and it's just like, yeah, some people like you know uh, Clean Room, or other people will like uh, Share sure. of Baghdad. They, but they're only like one book. It's not like mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, the Vertigo books. I got to check this out. Like you read Clean Room and have to fucking jump on Survivors Club. It, yeah. it, it's not it, like it's, that. It's they're the so opposite. disjointed. It's not a line you can buy with confidence. You no, know, you really, you really need to pick and choose and like try different things and I, I do you know you know i like clean room and we both like yeah. sheriff of babylon and yeah. there are good books coming from yeah, vertigo babylon. but I, I say crazy it, things i don't it doesn't shit. really have a a real direction and no. you know i'll tell you something else and and i mean it's it's sad to say for a company like dc that frankly they're you know the the levels of marketing i guess they're going to have tv ads next year so things yeah. are going to change but this isn't yeah. Uh, comics in general are not known for their mass marketing, but Vertigo is like a goddamn secret every time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what the hell's good? What, what is coming out? Well, that's what why I'm their, telling you. That's why I don't even know half the books. I was actually yeah, going to name some is. others. I, I don't know. The, even. That's the biggest concern I have going forward because of what's going on with Vertigo right now. Nobody knows anything yeah. going on with it. With that, we have Young Animals, and then we're going to have Wildstorm. Then we're going to have Milestone. It's own thing. It seems like it's going to be oversaturated, and it's going to be buried. Yeah, but it's weird because I thought that with with Vertigo going and and doing so poorly, I thought that Young Animal line was just going to fail. I really did. I thought, well, DC, and I, I, again, I thought I, I think I blame DC itself. Like they don't know how to do this other line. They they don't like. Yeah, they can sell Batman, but they don't seem to be able to sell these others. But I I just like that. And yeah, I think that Gerard Way, whether whether or not it it affected you. Doing it, Reggie, I bet you that that guy being oh, on yeah. Young Animal Line probably opened up comics to a whole other audience. I see these people. We we don't even hear from them. I put a review of yours of Doom Patrol or a preview especially. Next thing you know, the goddamn Gerard Way army shows up yeah. to retweet it and do this. I'm telling you, it is. These people there, there will do like anything. There are five Gerard Way accounts, like, like street teams, and they, they're in different parts yeah. of the country. He's got a pretty uh, – I'm telling you, he does. I think now. that that was probably the best move that they ever had getting him involved, though we hear the these guys, oh, I don't, you know, the two guys who are pissed off that they don't like Young Chemical or My Chemical Romance, uh, there's a million that are going to get their first comic just because his name's on it. it yeah. And sure. yeah, and and even to the point where these people will be like, okay, that Doom Patrol started crazy. They don't care. They're going to keep buying it and hopefully you get some fans out of it. But yeah, I, I'm actually very impressed with the Young Animal and just because of how successful it's been uh, with these niche books as well. Uh, but our biggest surprise, me and Eric's, we both have the same thing, and we mentioned it earlier, was New Superman. And again, it's Gene Luan Yang and Victor Bogdanovich, who is a friend of ours on the site. Yes. He actually talks to us, and I really like him. He was doing the Dark Knight book, uh, the video game tie-in deal, and I loved his art. It was very uh, Greg Capullo-esque, and I really did enjoy it. But even that, he's kind of matured a little and has his own oh, little yeah. style He's going as well style from where he started and i really like it but gene luan yang uh when he got we mentioned it earlier he was put on the superman book and that's that's a it's a huge book to be put on oh, yeah. Yeah. guy and now he did have you know uh a big, he's a big indie guy. He has his own books and yeah, and he, stuff he like did the that. double books with that spirits and saints or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, one is uh, first the one is like uh, jeez, uh, oh, I wish I remember Chinese born American something right, like right. that. Right, right, that's what it was. And something that was like a that. huge Off one. That boat. was really big. And he, Jesus Christ, Eric, you're getting fucking wow. crazy. Wow. And uh, the about? the other thing with with him is he's also a big like uh, a 
guy who really pushes uh, youth literacy and stuff like that. So he's a really good guy. Uh, but when he went on the Superman book, it just wasn't for him. It just didn't hit. Not at he, all. And Mid-ball he was in the middle of a true pitch. story. He was one of the reasons why, not that he ruined Superman. That they were DC was doing that. The editorial were oh, yeah. doing that already. Superman but was already ruined. The problem with his Superman book was that it was so disconnected even within its own story. It was um, weird because every week we had a Superman part of the true story coming out. You had Action Comics, Batman, Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then Superman, which he was on. And his story, which came out last out of all of these, was a prequel story. So it oh really God, felt disconnected disjointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it was so it annoying. Was just, remember we had I, I remember Ball. reading that first when it first started right after DCU, thinking like, well, at least by the time we get to the fourth week, we'll get some answers on this. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. And I no, he still like, has his powers in that one. You know, fuck this world. Yeah. yeah, we you would go from each book. And really, to me, I don't know. Maybe it was because it was the main Superman book. It really was the most disappointing to me, though. We had fun with Myth Brawl. But, uh, but other than that, it was just a disappointment. Brawl. So when we went on, Gene Luan Yang was one of those guys, even like a um, a Ben Percy who continued on on uh, Green, uh, Green Arrow. And, the, you know, the... The Harley books are fine, but that Gene Luan Yang was going to be on. Now he's on a weird book, the new Superman book. That was something different. But even so, it's like, why are these guys being rewarded with these books after what they did? And I, I'm telling you, I had written off that new Superman book. Really, I was a piece of shit. I really did say, this is going to be nonsense. And it started. Jim and you said before, but you said before, though. I loved it. I loved it right off the bat. I really did. And it was what they did well with that book. We had no idea what it was going to be about, really, because no. we, everybody had, you know, we had that whole thing with Bleeding we had Cool. terrible prologues. Remember? Up to yeah, it, and Bleeding Cool about, was claiming yeah. we, oh, we had the, the first thing of Kenji Kong, and when he was Kenji yeah. at that point and all this stuff, and we we're like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense and all that. So when the book came out, it was still, it, it, it was a mystery. And I really, really liked it right off the bat. And in a, especially a big company, the Marvel and DC stuff, it's so hard to start a new book with new characters. Oh, yeah. And I think Gene Luan Yang nailed them all. I love it. Again, I think that now that I think about it, my best team up, probably second, is probably that Justice League of China already with Wonder Woman, Batman, and uh, mm-hmm. Kong Kina as Superman. I really like him. He's really fleshed out the characters. And like you said, it's one of the few books that has really growth since it began to a point where I really like him. And I'm, I'm so worried that it's going to get canceled before he really gets to tell a full story. And maybe uh, – Con Keenan will get to go on to another book then, but I really don't seem to I to me this book is gonna be canceled. Yeah, yeah, it'd be crazy. But I don't think that I don't think this book is gonna last, say, past three trades if in fact it gets past issue twelve even. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah, uh but the Eric you that this was my biggest surprise pick is because like what you said you he were racist against Asians. yes he no, does no, like I, I am not it's he just said that he was off the fresh off the boat he was yelling <laughs> I, I didn't know if he was a part of that i'm not putting i'm not saying he couldn't be what are you talking about he you can do whatever crazy. he wants i don't care what color skin he has <laughs> you are crazy segregation jim yes where is my where is it <laughs> <laughs> but no i did not like con keenan when he first started out and i was still already upset because we had the kenji kong then the con keenan change it up i'm like oh this is like john smith over i'm like what the fuck are you talking yeah, about yeah. we got the character didn't know anything about him did not like him but by the time we got done this first arc 
I've really fallen in love with the character, and I want to see where he goes, and I'm interested in the adventures he'll have. Yeah, yeah, I, I am too. And again, I hope that he gets the chance to to have those. Uh, I just don't know. I want to see, again, we have the Trinity, the Chinese Trinity. I want to see more. I want to see the Flash, or if they just add somebody else. It seems like they're going to add the others. I want to see the, the Chinese Aquaman. I want to see the Chinese like Booster Gold. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It, it's so awesome. Like, it has a, this could be like the Chinese Justice League 3000. Yes, yeah, seriously. And I love yeah. that book. I we'll love see. that book. But we're going to have the last award in this section is the biggest disappointment and, and that's Reggie, besides Eagle, your children, besides right? my children, and possibly uh-huh. that's what my mom is saying as well right now. Uh, if she knew, uh, she'd probably be, like, "What are you doing this radio show on the computer?" Wow. Uh, like you shut your that fucking. That is not mouth. how I imagined your mom's voice. Actually, gotta, she's like this. What is it? What are you doing over uh, here? Hello, love. What are you doing there sure. on the computer? Rooney or something. Well, I'll tell you, at one point, uh, way back in the deal, I had a Commodore 64, and we had, me and my buddy Pete, we had uh, modems, and we actually could go on this chat program to each other. And my mom came into the room, and uh, we were, you know, talking. It would come up on the TV. It was connected on the TV. And I think I had probably something like... I had something like, you know, why don't you go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. And my mom came in and read that on the TV and freaked out for probably a month that the FCC was going to break down our <laughs> fucking door and I was going to be arrested by the police because I was cursing on the TV. And I'm like, who the fuck would be watching this? What, somebody's sitting there. Who? what's Jim? Who? go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. Oh, oh my god. I wonder goodness. what the Warner Channel's doing tonight. Yeah, I wonder what they're up to. Oh, she freaked out. She got so fucking upset. She told my dad, and my dad, I to this day, that fucking asshole, he's dead, so he, I can't yell at him. I want to yell at him from beyond the grave. I hope he hears me. He fucking sold me out. He knew exactly what he, he knew uh, that was nonsense. Uh, <laughs> he fucking played along because he did not want to get in a fight with my mother. So he's like, oh, Jimmy, oh, you got to do this. No, you know better than that. No, Jesus Christ. And all, the whole time he's like giving me the wink, wink. I'm like, fuck you and your wink, wink, you <laughs> fat fuck. I was so angry. He's my biggest disappointment now, my there father. You go. Yeah, my father. Actually, my biggest disappointment. My biggest, my biggest disappointment is against uh, my dad dying. Was that this year? Was that 2016? Oh Jesus Christ! My biggest disappointment was they didn't revive him so he could die again. There's my (laughs) biggest fucking disappointment. My my biggest disappointment. I'll go first. My biggest disappointment was the cancellation of the Legend of Wonder Woman Volume Two, the second part of that book by Renee Delise and Ray Dillon. Uh, again, we had talked about it on the news in the in the regular podcast. This was already set. They had already done work. They were ready to you know really get to the deal for it to be released. I love the Legend of Wonder Woman book. It, it was a digital first book. I'll be talking about it later. Uh, I thought it was incredible. I really enjoyed it. Now, there's been uh, bandied about different reasons. Some people were saying that it just wasn't jiving with what Greg Rucka was doing and they didn't want to confuse people. It actually seems like in the end that the whole thing was that uh, Rene Delis and Ray Dillon were told they could kind of you know, air their grievances, and when they did, it, they became too much trouble. And as soon as they, they did, they, it wasn't okay. They anymore. dropped it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a real shame because I'm telling you, I don't know anybody. And this is one of the books. Uh, if people, because I haven't really done it as much, uh, just because I haven't really fallen in love completely with a book lately. But when that book came out before Rebirth, I actually, I would it. just, yeah, and I would go on the podcast, and I rarely will do this, and the people listening should know this. I would rarely. <laughs> say 
listen, go buy the book. Please trust me and buy it because I don't like to get yelled at. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like it and say, oh, fucking Jim, you, you wasted this money. Then I'm going to have to send them money because I feel bad. Uh, but no, I said this and not one person came back and said to me, Oh, that you know, that was bullshit. No, you, that you book got a sucked. lot of people to try it. And they people loved it. really gave mm-hmm. it a shot, and it's. I think that's pretty much the book that made you want to do a digital spotlight. Yeah, remember? I did so yeah. because of that book like, because oh, I loved it so much. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't done that in such a long time. But yeah, I wanted to talk about that book on the podcast because I loved it so much, and it was such a great origin. It's like it's like a fairy tale type origin of Wonder Woman, but it was getting past that. And when she met Etta Candy in that book, to <laughs> me, Etta was probably, if we had character of the year, by far my favorite character of the whole year. And if people bought that 75th anniversary Wonder Woman book, uh, a couple of Toby even said that was his favorite story is uh, that story with uh, right. Renee Delise and Ray Dillon did that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that was the bridge between Volume 1 that we already yeah, had yeah. and the Volume 2 that was going to come out. So that gotcha. that shows you that they were full on with this book. And I don't know. I just – I wish or hoped that maybe enough people would cause a stir and they would say, okay, you know what? Let's fucking – you know, who cares about grievances? I'm sure that Renee and, and Ray Dillon would say, you know what? Let's put it all aside. Let's start right now. Let's get on with this and, and make this book. But I don't think they ever going to do that. And it just – it really is my biggest disappointment. Also, just as a, a secondary thing, uh, Eric's going to talk about it as well. But my other thing is there's no good Justice League book, and that's fucking bullshit. But I'm so sick and tired of yelling about Brian Hitch, though. I'm sure I will when we get to Eric. So, Eric, you go now. My thing is Justice League because <laughs> – we go from having, in my mind, it was a great event kind of story with the Dark Side War, mm. and then we go to the Rebirth where we start out with Justice League. We don't even get Justice League beginning. That's what really messed me up is that Rebirth started, and we didn't have a Justice League book for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, it was weird. And, uh, that was sort of usually, a hint, though, I think. Exactly. Yeah. That is the flagship book. That's what we started freaking out. Uh, that's what the New 52 with. started. Me and you said, Eric, right away that that should have been the book that came out. That, you know, even if it came out the week after Rebirth by itself or with Batman and Super, but that was the book you needed and it didn't come out. And it was just such a shock knowing that Brian Hitch was going to be on this book because, like, when Rebirth was announced, he was still doing the JLA and it was garbage and it's yeah. been delayed and delayed. And then we get this Justice League book and there's nothing going on. It's barely comp- comprehensible. I can't even say the word comprehensible. Uh, I can't, I'm not incomprehensible. Either. Yes, yeah. thank you. But Explanation point. Oh, I hate you so much. But uh, <laughs> Justice League, it's a title that everybody should be reading who is a DC fan because it should be the best book that they're putting out. It has the world's yeah. greatest heroes all together, kicking ass and taking names. And what we get is bullshit. We have a book where the writer is on a team book with the best heroes there are in the DC universe. He doesn't know what to do with them all. So every now and again, okay, Superman's gone, Jessica Cruz is gone because I have nothing for them to do. Yeah, and it's funny too uh, because you say that – and I will give you credit, Eric. You got a lot of flack, and people listening now will not believe this. You got so much flack for not liking Brian Hitch's JLA. People no. were giving you fucking – I remember the one I, – I don't remember the issue, but you – we tweeted out a review of yours, 
and people attacked you. I mean, I'm telling you, a handful of people attacked you and told you you are fucking full of shit because you gave it like a six. And they yeah. were like, there's no way. Brian Hitch is one of the best writers. His art's incredible. He's this and that and the other thing. And me and you were perplexed, not knowing what the fuck these people were talking about because what we were reading sucked. And, and really, well, even in this JLA title, when we found out later on that Brian Hitch had been like writing this for three years and yeah. still had delays. But when you read this freaking series, the JLA, he didn't know what to do with all the characters there. No. Flash was just gone for some reason. You know, it's like I and there was never any reason given why it just yeah. happened. And yeah. there was no resolution. Then we jump in. The, the guy was rewarded for this and given the best goddamn the best book. Big book. The Should book be. that, yeah, the book that Jeff Johns just I'm stepped off of. Talking about this, goddamn it. Yeah, I know. Uh, he got. <laughs> it is. It's the. It should be. And again, you can tell me all you want about. Oh, Batman sells the most. We're not even saying that. The Justice League book is the big book. That's little Eric Shea's book. Little Eric Lee would make sure that he could scrounge enough money to get the Justice League each month, and if he could, a green lantern on top, but it was always the Justice League. Yeah, and you can tell why. We did try. When Rebirth came out, we tried to mix shit up. We were like, you took Nightwing, which is my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, Justice League, though, Eric, you just gave to me. You were like, yeah, I'm here sorry, you Brian go. On this? Fuck yeah, it. yeah. I'm, you I were just like, you're taking it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take it because I haven't done a Justice League because you had done both the Justice League book and the JLA and yeah. all of the iterations. You always were the guy yeah, who reviewed the – I'm saying that, that Justice League of America, that crazy oh, – right, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one that uh, with the 52 covers deal, even when we weren't and even if we weren't on the site doing stuff at that point or whatever, that those were always the books that you kept up on. And I, you know, I'm not a huge Justice League guy, but I do like it, the, the idea of it. And then this is the bunch of bullshit that you give me for my goddamn first justice league book and i just hate it and i Man, know that red people... out of this deal too yeah so i know that's down. the that's the big one i got but again i really want to stress that when when we talk on the podcast and we get angry about the justice league book it's not for show it really is and i know that people, oh i love when you get angry at that and i'm like Every time I say to Eric, listen, I'm not going to get angry. Let's just talk about this again. Because once we get angry, it extends us talking about a shitty book for 10, 15 minutes. But and also, I just want to get it over with. As a runner-up, though, I want to say Blue Beetle as well because I was really looking forward to this. I really enjoyed the New 52 run of the yeah. Blue Beetle. And so coming forward, I'm like, okay, finally going to get back to this. We're going to have some fun rebirth. It's all about hope. We're going to have great story ahead of us. And it's been nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well, Reggie, look, I'm telling you, whenever it pops up, I get very yeah, dis- disappointed yeah. and like upset. Again, Reggie has uh, his picks, and I I agree with them as well. That it's weird because in general, I've really been enjoying Rebirth. It's tough. I we say that, but reviewing, reading, doing, talking all of the books, it does tend to wear you down a bit. But I still I'm still hopeful that everything is better now than it was in the New Fifty Two at the end. Uh, but now that we're talking about it, I'm starting to get angry at every book because I yeah. can put Deathstroke on this. It's I can put lost a bunch. It's shine Rebirth. Yeah, yeah well, but the books that are good are pretty. Dead. Yeah, they're really. Really I so, agree. Yeah, I, I think we are in a better place than at the end of the new 52. Yeah, I do too. No, uh, there have been some serious disappointments, and uh, I, I have two choices here because one of them is kind of more of a general. I think everyone expected something more, and the other one really is more personal. Uh, yeah. I, I yep. expected a lot more, but the one that I think that most people can agree, especially with the latest issue uh, number six coming out, that has just been uh, a dumpster fire, is Batgirl by Hope yeah. Larson and Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, you know. 
I didn't hate you guys. Really don't like the uh, what came before this, the new Batgirl. Oh, absolutely not. To. Batgirl Burnside was awful. Yeah. I, I liked I, it a little more when I took it over from Eric. I did. I was a little more positive, but even then, I, I was really not a shitty. huge. That thing had ended really yeah, shitty. With yeah, her that's when I got friend it. Friend yeah. that had been like you know fucking with her brain. But there were things I liked about it. I liked the art. I really. I thought it was a. I thought that was a good, interesting change. Uh, but I was really hopeful for this, and actually, even despite Eric's hardcore racism i remember when we were what? talking about these books and we were talking about her going to Asia. no i oh okay i thought you were going with the uh strong woman character because that you well that, that's, that's me but, but even but i remember all of us talking about it and thinking that that sounded interesting and this yeah. sounded it would be a good change Something because fresh. yeah she had gotten kind of mired in this stupid like you know yeah uh i don't even selfie know, you know deal and all that stuff and, like, yeah selfie selfie shit in burnside yeah, we were all excited for it. I even thought it started pretty strong. I think Eric even liked the first issue when she was in Okinawa. Remember with I uh, had fun with it. Yeah, old bat or whatever that woman's she name was. Like a fruit bat. But boy, it was like with every issue, it just got worse and worse. And the latest one where it's fucking Babs on a plane or yeah, whatever, yeah. stinky plant on a plane. Plants on a plane. What a piece of freaking garbage! I wouldn't recommend this book right now to my worst enemy. And it's it's definitely one of the biggest disappointment because as many have people pointed out. Batgirl used to be good. And, yes, and the, yes. Where's the Travis? The components are so obvious there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's just you know what I mean? Just have basically, you know, girl, you know, girl Batman, except yeah. that she's got you know kind of a girl's a, a softer sensibility. She's she's a complete idiot in yeah, the, in and that's the, in that's the problem book. with me. Like you yeah. said, at the end of uh, the burn side of Batgirl, at the end of the New Fifty Two, and even at the point where they went so gaga about that burn side Batgirl that they even had a term because they went overboard. And DC themselves told all the editors stop Batgirling the DCU. Yep, yep. Uh, that was a huge thing. I didn't mind the art change as much. I know Eric was not a huge fan. I didn't yeah. mind the art change. The thing that I hated was what they did to the character. And even with the stuff when it first started, the Burnside of Batgirl started, me and Eric were so confused because at points they were really pushing this. This is a light, a lighter Batgirl. Well, I, and this is this, is, but I, yet. I put that with this is more of a kid-friendly Batgirl. And I take it with the art style with that especially because it seemed like it was more of a cartoony style. So that was going with it. And then right off the bat, she's sleeping with random dudes. She doesn't know their names. She's getting nope. drunk and then driving after a goddamn drunk driver. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going yep. on with this character? Yeah, it was crazy. You never saw a pornographic cartoon, Eric? <laughs> no, I have. I don't say it's for kids, though. No, it's no. Ray, and and they Delane, really... Ray Delane shows them in his van. Uh, Ray Delane oh, does. He also gives out uh, Rice Krispie treats to people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. too. And, and you know what? I can never resist those. But, yeah, the whole <laughs> thing with Batgirl, the art style did throw a lot of people off. Uh, or got them into it. It wasn't that. It was it was the character, and as it progressed, it went from this self-absorbed, selfie-taking deal that, again, we even talked about this, I believe uh, Andrew was talking about it on Twitter this week, and I said the same thing, because he said, listen, I do, he, it's, he said it about Batman, like, oh, I don't need a Batman that acts more like me. I want a Batman I could aspire to be, and be, that's the hero. It's the same thing that happened with Batgirl. I think the DC... Uh, DC editors wanted to make a Batgirl that girls could think, oh, I could be her instead of wanting to be her and yeah. making her a hero. And it got worse and worse as the book continued to the end. She really was an idiot. 
this is the yeah. one of the smartest characters in the DCU became an idiot. Then with the whole thing, like you said, selfies, Reggie. Jim. Yeah, well, like Reggie. I used to be Oracle, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, and, and then and when they said. One well, of the most important, smartest, yeah. yeah. And when we got the whole thing, she's going to Asia. I know Eric had problems with that. He's a little racist. But when they said they're going, she's going off to Asia. She's going to find herself. To me, I thought that was a hint that listen, yeah. we we understand she's had some issues. We don't like the character. So when she goes to Asia, that's going to be a break. Get her out of Burnside. We're going to get something new. You're going to see she's smart. She's back to being and now head back to Gotham, Burnside, wherever she's going to go back as a refreshed character, even to the point where how she's written, not just the story wise, but just everything. And it, it's been garbage. It's just it's, worse. it's gotten I mean, progressively she's, she's worse. worse. Yeah, she's yeah it's worse. just worse. I love Batgirl as a character, and I was very excited when the New 52 happened that she was having this back surgery. She was going to be back in the costume, out of the Oracle chair. I liked the Oracle, but I was really happy about the idea of her becoming Batgirl again. And now I just want somebody to come and shoot her in the goddamn spine. Jesus Christ, Eric. Is it because she was in Asia? That, that's no, because she because was she's she's friendly? Party. Yeah, she's she's just she she became an idiot. They made her into something that she never was, and you're supposed to get the legacy of the character and this this Batgirl. And again, if it made it so she went and just got back to her roots and became a smart girl again, and you know, but I don't know what happened. And like you said, this last issue when she's on a plane with Poison Ivy, I don't know what the hell is going on there. It's just she's crazy. so far from anything recognizable as Batgirl that uh, yeah. you know it's, they might as well call her you know Frida the Freedom or whatever. Yeah, you know, it really, really it's crazy. So but much. you have another pick as well, right? I have another one. This one is a little more personal. I don't think this is really breaking too many people's hearts. But Hellblazer, uh, that was a book. Who's that? Simon Oliver and Moritat did it, except for the latest one. It's Pia yeah. Carrera. Um, had so much hope for this, especially with the first issue. It looked like they were going to bring Constantine back to sort of his more raw match roots. Issue. You yeah. what now? I was all on board with that first issue. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, time to get back into Hellblazer yeah. mode because I'm this telling it's going to be really good. And, and before you go on, just just yeah, there. just remember on the podcast, I actually said that finally. I thought that I was going to become a Hellblazer fan. I was yeah. so into that Rebirth issue and thought it was going to be the greatest thing that finally I'd have a book, Reggie, those weird books that you like, uh, that I would be in. That I'd be like, now I can talk to Reggie about books and he'll actually listen to me. I was so yeah, excited. Man, I, I would still have to remind you that I have been reading comic books for most that, of my That is but true. I, That's, everybody gets me with that one. <laughs> but uh, but no, but it, and, and admittedly, in the first one, I kept talking on and on about how I hoped there was going to be this dark trinity, which was Swamp Thing, Mercury, and Constantine, yeah. and that that hasn't and looks like it's not going to happen. But even beyond that, that's not my disappointment. Is that what is there six issues, five issues so far, and nothing has Nothing's happened. happened. It's so fucking, they spent half an issue sitting in a guy's kitchen. Yep. It's, so, it's so fucking boring, I can't believe that this is like a comic book. I, like, I want to go back to that kitchen, because now we're just standing in a field and talking about nonsense. And now yeah. we're in a field, and the talking and talking and blah, blah, blah. Like, why why are we wasting an artist's time on this book? Just fucking put out a novel. Yeah. Just write a novel and put that out and said, see how you do with it. This is such an unbelievable disappointment to me personally. Uh, I think it's, it, I mean, you know, I don't know what the hell happened. DC has mishandled their whole dark line ever since the beginning of the new 52 and i'm to the point now i'm just like just give it up guys just walk away from it stick with your superheroes and maybe yeah. give give constantine will be back Gerard in another play. five years whatever yeah, yeah. Him in young animal that'd be awesome throw him over in young animal man you know or at least you know maybe leave him in uh maybe he can still stay with uh section eight for good yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really. a regular member or, or try again up. with vertigo fuck yeah 
Give, that, give somebody a reason to go back to Vertigo. Even yeah, the, it's it's, uh, it's yeah. weird. It's it just I don't know what they're doing. It's it's a weird thing too because we even said like in his book it gets annoying because they're not going to have him curse. And then you get that vigilante book where every fucking two pages there's the f bomb and all this. So oh I, I don't God. know what they're, they're and it's trying to, the to pull. And it's the degree where it's like one of those things where it's just said for the sake of being said. It yeah, doesn't yeah, even make but, sense. But yet they won't do it in Hellblazer. But yeah, I I know Reggie. That's one of your big books that you really and again I was, so excited. I was so excited when we read that rebirth and Reggie seemed very excited too that he oh, was yeah. getting back because they we were doing were. they were giving you even I thought they did such a good job because they were even giving shout outs and call outs that Reggie was getting and I'm getting me excited this was about actually it. Actually, felt like a sequel to Hellblazer because yeah. they're dealing with stuff that we dealt with there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I mean, at this point, I would say that the new 52 Constantine, which wasn't that great, is what is way better than what we're getting right now. Eric, that's, like when he was making out with himself. Yes, yes, I did. Constantine's good. first series, the new 52, I think is the freaking standout of the three we've had so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go on. We're going to take a break quick, and then we're going to be back with the three big awards, the Penciler, Writer, and Book of the Year. Uh, but yeah, guys, you mute those mics, and we'll be back in a minute. A fight to survive! And we are back. We're back. Hello. Oh, jeez. Now shit's going. Everything's going wrong again. These are the worst. I got the thing going. Listen to me. I'm talking to myself now. Oh, God. What's going on right now? It's my computer. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's I just got dizzy. Did you pre-record? Are we talking to a pre-recorded gym all Yes, I am a robot. I am a robot. Beep, bop, boop. Actually, Rafe told me today that I should make a robot. Uh, that does uh, the podcast, and he did an impersonation of what the robot would be, and it uh-huh. did. It was actually uh, very uh, non. Uh, it was not appropriate, is what I'm trying to say. Because basically, yeah. his idea of what the podcast is is, if I was a robot, all I needed was to say "fuck you, Eric" all the time. That's what he said to <laughs> I him. Don't like that- Rafe. That is what he thinks the podcast is. Uh, you and, don't hey, like the gym bot. That's what you don't like. That's yeah. that is true. You don't like Fuck the gym, but you, Eric. Hey, and, all right. Uh, now let's move on to Titans number six. That's yes. Fuck, Fuck you, Eric. Don't <laughs> don't put me in shade. I don't know. He Rafe told me some crazy term. Hey, Rafe. What am I supposed to say? Oh yeah, you're not supposed to throw shade at me. Don't throw shade in the game. Don't throw shade, shade. baby. That's what he was yelling at me the other day. I was like, "What the fuck are you saying, you <laughs> son of a bitch?" Like, are you throwing shit? Yeah, that's the thing. About shit, even I know that term. I didn't know that. And then next, he's like, "Hey, you got five on it." I thought he said that I was uh, betting or something. Actually, he didn't say that. That was no, Eric I'm at say, work. I'd, be, I'd start talking to you about shit he's doing behind your back. No, no, Eric at work. Him and this guy Ben are like, "Yeah, you got five on." It. I'm like. The fuck are you talking about? What are we placing fucking bets here or something? I'm so out of it. Are we ordering a pizza? What yeah, I thought we were ordering a goddamn pizza. Next thing they're fucking throwing shade my way. I said, listen, I, I know that I'm YOLO, but God, give me a break, guys. I, you know, I am the goat. 
the what goat. Was that one thing you didn't know when I said she wants the D. You had no idea what. Yeah, the I D didn't know what that was either. I don't. I don't know these things. You have to realize I don't have any friends. I don't talk to anybody. I'm your yeah, listen to you. Yeah. yeah, you are my friend. That's the thing you've taught That's me now. I've learned. About it. I've learned so much from you, Eric. I've I learned. Know, right? I know now what the D is. So when I'm out there <laughs> and somebody's like, "Hey, you want the D?" That I'm no longer fi- waking up in a goddamn porta john with my pants <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, now I know to fucking run. Like the D. I think I got the D. Okay. I'm like, it sounds fine to me. We're I thought defense. Okay. What's going on? Yeah, that's what I, I thought. It's defense. I'm like, okay, I, I like uh, hockey. I, you know, I, I get it. Think about. I got five on it when I was in high school. You know, people we did smoke the marijuana, and they would yes. smoke what we call a Philly blunt. Oh, uh, oh, really? In a Philly cigar. Yeah. And there was there was a kid that would always come around, and he would say, "Yo, who got the nick? I got the Philly." Well, a nick is five dollars. Mm-hmm. A Philly cost fucking fifty cents. Yeah, okay. like, that's the most uneven. That that's like me coming over and be like, "Yo, Jim, could you give me a ride to California? I got a pack of Slim Jims." Like, what the, what the <laughs> no, it's like, hey, I got you got the Slim Jims. I got the filet mignon. Let's go, baby. Well, Reggie, we just had this last week for Christmas. This kid was going around collecting money because he was gonna buy like a case of beer for the one boss there because he really liked to spend. By the time like the money he was collecting equaled out, he was gonna make twenty bucks off the deal. Yeah, like, no, yeah. fuck off. I was, so, I was so angry at him. I was so angry at that guy because, uh, again, we're at a work where I don't know, I, really, have they disguised our work into some sort of retard factory? Because me and Eric <laughs> are the only ones thing. who seem to realize anything. Uh, because yeah, I don't he, think it's disguised. I think it's uh, it's yeah, really. It's just but the guy, they're there. People are collecting this. He's collecting this money. I'm like, okay, wait a second. He's getting a case of beer. There's eight of us, and each of us are supposed to put in 20 bucks? Like, this does not fucking add up. Where the fuck are you going to get this beer? And, and everybody's giving him money. Eric, you're going to put some in? No! Yeah, yeah Eric wouldn't. The best was... Hey, Eric, you're going to sign this card? No! The best was the guys are so crazy that... do you? Did I tell you what happened with that, Eric? Did I ever no. tell you exactly what happened? The guy came over, and I said, listen, I have a 20 in my car, but I'm only giving 10. So he goes, okay, here's your 10, change, give me the 20 later. I forgot oh. all about it. <laughs> Two days later, I went in, I'm saying, hey, about that money. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're good with just the 10. Don't worry about it. We're good. I'm like, okay. Awesome. I walked awesome. away. I'm like, I fucking made $10 on this fucking deal. I was so happy. Was that the day you brought me in a Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That, that, that fucking drinks were on me that day, baby. I was like, hey, all right. I walked away, and it was so funny because I'm waiting for somebody to like, no, no, no. I'm, well, here was the problem, though. Because that guy had collected so much goddamn money, I don't think he cared. He was fucking yeah. swimming in it. He didn't care. But just an aside, before we get to these last things now, we're talking about where today me and Eric went in, and we were about the only ones there. There weren't a lot yeah. of people. But wrong turn was there, uh, Mr. Wrong Turn. And number one, we may have come up with the greatest game ever that we may have to have on the podcast at some time. It's called Guess the Movie That Brian's Talking About because it makes no sense. Somehow I am in tune with him. Now ask Eric. He's cracked the code. I've cracked the code. 
this guy says one word, I know what the fucking movie he's talking about. Or he just goes with me anyway. But that's not the story. The story is that the guy decided because he was the only one. Really, there were probably 10 people out of 120 there today. And all the bosses weren't there. Nobody was there. So this Jim wrong turn. comic books in. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting around looking at old trades and stuff. But uh, the wrong turn decides because nobody's there. The thing that you want to do to goof off is to scream at the top of your lungs Walking around the warehouse, and, and Eric like, was getting early, annoyed. Earlier in the day, though, I work around a lot of saws and freaking like you know power tools and shit like that. I don't need somebody coming out of nowhere and yelling and screaming yeah. and shit like that. So and he can't I'm trying see. to tell him. No, and I'm trying to tell the kid, you don't come around, you don't yell, you don't scream, you don't fucking do anything. It's goddamn dangerous. Wrong turn. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, come and on, so wrong turn. He he does it over and over again. He never stops fucking doing. It. He can't goddamn learn. No. But, so t- towards closer to break time, or actually, I think it was lunch. I get this idea, Mike. He's working in the, the back best. of the warehouse all by himself. And I actually wanted to talk about this, too, because it's the reason I'm hoarse a little bit tonight. My voice keeps cracking. But I sneak around behind him. And I'm freaking – I'm a ninja. I'm going down behind shit. I'm sneaking up behind him. He and is. As he's about to walk away, I get up from my hiding spot and I'm walking behind him. And I yell the loudest yell I think I've ever done in my life. I actually got a little afraid that somebody at the office might have heard me walking down. <laughs> think and that somebody's being raped. Like, yeah, some bad shit was going down. Maybe people would have ran out because they thought I fucking died or some shit. But there was the loudest yell I think I've ever done. He had his headphones in and so loud to the point he never heard me. And then as soon as I realized this, he turned, he like kind of turns his head a little bit, sees me, and then fucking screams. Yeah. Yeah, and so my enough. whole point, my whole point was to try to tell him not to yell because it's not fucking right. So I just wanted to give him a little taste of his own medicine. Didn't yeah. work. The kid did shit his pants though. He shit. He legitimately. Uh, this is not a joke. He shit his pants. And he went running to the bathroom. In the meantime, I missed all this because I was I was going to the bathroom. I come out. He busts by me with a <laughs> ratchet in his hand. I didn't know what was going on. And I come out. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with Brian? And he's like, oh, he shit his pants. I shit his pants. And then Eric told me the whole story. Then he comes out and starts yelling at Eric. Yo, revenge is a bitch. I'm like, that's not even the term. So then I said to Eric, I said, the best thing to do the wrong turn now. Whatever he says to you, you repeat to him, and then he gets scared. Like, he could come Chicken's and say to you, hey, Reg- than, yeah. Yeah, he'd like, hey, Reggie, I'm going to get you in your sleep. And then you go, no, nope. I'm going to get you in your sleep. Why are you so mad at me? He got so upset. He almost started crying because he said, revenge is a bitch to Eric. I go, no, revenge is a bitch, Brian. And he's like, huh? And then I, I, I gave I him, like, no, the, no, no, the, the eyes to like, eyes. And then he looked. <laughs> No, Brian. Revenge is a bitch. Why are you saying that, he Jim? Said he got so upset. Why, why are you saying that, Jim? Well, what do you do? I never did nothing to you. And then I'm like, Brian, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. What? Ah, and he ran away. He ran, screaming. And also, I have to tell you, but we did hint at last week that we were going to put that bumper that he did. And we didn't do it because it is so bad that we really don't want people to – my family listened to it, and they felt bad. He asked me and, today, and they don't hey, did you play that? So they say no, it's fucked yeah. up. And he's like, hey, did you play that radio message? I'm like, no, we didn't, Brian. He's like, oh, good, because I'd be embarrassed if people talked to me about it. I'm like, Who the fuck is talking to you about it? Uh, but I'm telling you, this, this movie game, it's like – here was what he said. <laughs> it, it's the movie, this guy, he has a car, and he lifts it. Uh, Hancock, that's it. <laughs> I don't even 
don't know what the hell I said. And then you realize charades with this. Guy, oh, it's right? the best. Yeah, that, you realize the, the progression is because he can't go on to something new. It has to be something along no. the same vein, mostly having the same actor though. Okay, there's a movie with this guy. And he zaps people, Men in Black. Oh yep. my God! Yeah, that's I. This? I said you, you get his uh, the way he's playing this game easily. Uh, but also, we were told now this he is, I believe, twenty four or twenty five now. I say he, really? he was Stressed. just told by his his wife slash girlfriend. I'm not even <laughs> sure what uh, that his baby he. Mama. Yeah, his baby mama. That he is no longer allowed to watch rated R movies. Uh, because uh, we we figure yeah, because we, they we rile him the together. fuck up, he he yeah. gets it. So because all his concern now in all the world is if something, and it's only to him. Uh, I want to watch that movie Saw. Uh, is that PG thirteen? And they're like, no, no, no. I think that's our Brian. Oh man! And then he just keeps mentioning movies and asks if they're PG thirteen. Then he, oh, he's, I was like, he's yeah, crazy. somebody's put a goddamn restriction on you, you fucking man. Yeah, he did. He's got. And then I, I say, hey Brian, they still have cookies in the break room? Nope, they're all gone. I go and there's fucking cookies all over the place. I'm Brian, you just get out of here. I was so Brian, angry. Concerned for your health, though. Brian. I had yeah. a cookie today yeah. that was shaped. I mean, it had layers oh, and it was looked best. like a hamburger. It, it looked amazing. like a hamburger cookie. I was in all of it. Brian, it was a York peppermint patty as the patty. It was as amazing. As the patty, they had a little jelly as some ketchup, a little Nilla wafers as the bun. The only thing I didn't like is they actually had real sesame seeds on it as a little nonsense. But, uh, yeah, Eric was all proud because he got the last what one. I didn't even sprinkles. see these things. That's What's what I was that? thinking, honestly. Yeah, what yeah, it was sprinkles? weird. And Eric went in. Next thing you know, he had fucking heartburn from this little teeny cookie. Oh, yeah, it hurt me. <laughs> oh, it was good. But we're going to get on. We're going to get back to the the uh, issues at this, hand. This ain't the year-end wrong turn review. Come on. Oh, now. well, that's next week. We'll have their year-end wrong turn review, and we'll just yeah. tell you. He is crazy. Everyone and send the, in your favorite wrong turn The, pro- the problem about wrong turn is that he legitimately He's shit retarded. his pants. The guy lives... I'm telling you, you say a stone throw away, it, it's not even – he it's lives – his the parking lot. Yeah, his house is connected to our work's parking lot, but yet really? he Holy didn't – yeah, yeah. He rents the uh, – he rents it. He's like – it's the uh, – the uh, what's it called? Like he's one of those old-time miners that the company store because right. he rents the house from our boss. And uh, <laughs> the, the problem though is you shit your pants, you kind of can clock out and go change your pants in maybe five minutes. He did not. He stayed there in his shitty pants, and we're not sure that he used toilet paper to wipe himself. And I even called him out on that. And then he wanted to shake Eric's hand, and I watched Eric get very uh, nervous and jerky because he's a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> I, 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 I gave him the old elbow bump. Yeah, he gave the elbow <laughs> bump. What the fuck is that? You don't I throw him shade it, like it, that. With some Purell. He <laughs> was like, all right. Yeah, that's there goes, the, there that, goes that elbow. That's the, the problem. He elbow bumped him and then went and fucking washed his elbow for three fucking hours. <laughs> he couldn't take it. I love it. Especially when a guy has really sweaty hands and oh then they God. go to shake a guy. One of the delivery guys the other day, uh, one of Eric's delivery guys that he's involved with, wanted to shake his hand. Eric was all weirded out. It made me laugh so much. But we're going to get back to the, the uh, award show. <laughs> yeah, that I, I'm sure that the 
the bit that we just but, had will not make the final cut. That that is say, for that that me yelling like that is why my voice is all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my that's voice out trying to prove a point that never happened. Yes, that wrong turn talk uh, might Your actually be for the live audience yeah. only. But we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna talk now. The three. It is the trinity of awards. I would say uh, it is the <laughs> penciler or artist, writer, and book of the year. We're gonna start with penciler, though. I like to say artist. I know Eric insists on penciler. I, I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't have a, a flow to it. And I know it, it also makes doesn't more really sense. Apply because not all of these these people that are the artists are penciling. Yes, yeah, you tell them. Really put them on blast. Digitally. Put him on, on blast. Eric, throw shade no his way. Tell him so, he's yeah. not YOLO. You're not YOLO, Reg, Eric. Re, Reggie, Reggie, rebirth is all about legacy. And what is the legacy if not for pencilers? Yeah, oh, no. going back to the olden days, you're like, you oh, a pencil on the blue board, and then they had somebody come in with their color wash and whatever the hell I else. I don't even they, know what you're talking about now. No separation. <laughs> I know you don't know what I'm talking about because no one's done that shit in 20 years. Oh, you that's, your, that's you why. You six colors, Reggie. You're putting me on blast now. I'm no YOLO anymore. Jesus yeah. Christ. Put five on it, Reggie, and get the D. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> it's time for Artist of the Year. And Reggie... You go first, which me and you actually have the same, but I have a runner-up that I do want to mention as well. But uh, you this, go, Reggie. This, of all the of all of the categories, this was the hardest because I really do think DC has a tremendous stable of artists. I, really, I agree. And, and, on, and on my books, you know, even when I just think about my books, I think about uh, you know Victor Bogdanovich, Rafa Sandoval, uh, Ethan Van Skyver. Ethan Van Skyver always yeah. fucking incredible. There's so many, so many really great artists. Oh my God, I'm Francis Manipool. We got oh, yeah. Liam Sharp. There's so many names that could go on here. But as far as I really thought about a guy, I was like, who would I like to see draw any book? And it, it, I kept coming back to a person we mentioned before as a colorist. So it was sort of a uh, double we're sort trouble. Of playing a little, we're playing a little footsie with that with that category here. But it's hey. Juan Ferreira. I would, I would love to see this guy on a Green Lantern's book. I would love to see him. Uh, tackle, I, you know, maybe Superman might be the only one that's kind of sticking out that would be a little weird, but... Honestly, I want to see him on the new JLA book. Him on, he, he'd be good on that. I'd love to see him on Batman. I mean, yeah. I'd, lo I'd love to see him try pretty much every character. I'd actually, I'm telling you, the one I would want the most uh, is a book that I think has been hurting a lot in the art, even though we like it a little bit more. I'd like to see him on Nightwing. I think he'd do a really good job. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, and he, that and would be really so he good. is good with motion, as we said. Like, yeah, once he yeah gets he's gotten a lot up, better. He can make those those paid panels look so dynamic, and he's so good with like just flat out faces. But I, I just love that painterly style, and I think I think it can be applied more broadly. Or I'd like to see it be applied more broadly. I love his art. I can't. There's nothing yeah, not much too. more I can say about it. Well, and then I'll take that from there. Is he's really I, grown. I have a tie, I think. I, I didn't, but Juan Ferreira is one of my picks, and one of the things that I, I kind of held off from when we were talking before, I started getting more and more into his full art. But I did say that when he was on Gotham by Midnight, it looked good. It, it actually looked good, but it was more of like a still painting. And exactly. Like we, we keep saying there was a lack of motion. Then he got on the Suicide Squad, and I remember at first – it, it continued for me that I, I would keep saying to Reggie, and Reggie would always say to me, like, Reggie was starting to be won over a little bit before me. And I remember, Reggie, if you remember the one book that we were doing, and it was, you know, obviously it was the Suicide Squad, so I think they were in the castle at that uh -huh, one point. Yeah, but that there was the one point where there. he did the art where I think they were actually still in Bell Rev. They were sitting there, and Juan used the piping 
and the almost of like the toilets yeah. and all the the plumbing of Bell Rev as panels, panels. Oh, as the panels. Yeah. He won me over then. That was to me. I just I was like this guy. It, it's something different that he's doing. He, he's special. That he's really coming into his own. And even in that that whole thing, that arc in the castle. Uh, I'd like to say it was Castle Wolfenstein, but I can't even remember oh, what, it was. what but, uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the action itself was great, and it was you know everybody was going around. There was explosions and stuff, and all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck happened? Because this is a guy who I I almost became used to saying like, oh no, and that Gotham by midnight. Yeah, I know, and and that really. Again, that was like a Reggie Eric book. That was not oh, yeah. something that yeah. I enjoyed at all. Um, the art was the best part of that. But even so, I was like, eh. But then he started going. And then when Rebirth happened and we got Green Arrow, and again, you want to talk about great artists. Otto Schmidt was great as well mm-hmm. on Green Arrow, and he won me over very quickly too. And when Juan Ferreira came on, it was one of those where we've had parts in the Rebirth where – uh, you're really digging an artist, and then another guy comes on. You're like, oh, man, I, I wish that this guy was on or whatever. I don't know which one I prefer. I like them both, and it makes the book so good uh, that I love it. Now, that aside, I also have another guy that I do want to point out because I, I don't think that it's because it's a monthly book. I don't think it gets a lot of credit with the year-end things because it's a monthly book that started later. There's not that many issues, but Dexter Soy – on oh, Red Hood. I knew you were going to name him. Yeah. He's fucking incredible. It's so it's good. Great. And he even, I was a fan of his way back on the Smallville book. Yeah. Way, way back. And again, that was a digital book. You know, they, it, a lot of time wasn't taken like this. And all of a sudden I heard, oh, Dexter Soy. I remember, oh man, I like his art. And then that first issue of Red Hood came out and it's like, Jesus Christ, this, it's fucking that, incredible. It's I, I so like good. I on the Smallville title as well, but like Juan, he has come a long way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. what he is doing yeah. in Red Hood and the Outlaws is amazing. And and, that's and the I thing. almost put that as my book of the yeah. year. I mean, pencil of the year, just because I didn't want you yelling at me, but I had to go with my gut. Yeah, well, that's that's why Juan to me wins over on him uh, in general, only because there's more of a body of work. Uh, you know, there hasn't been that many Red Hood and the Outlaws issues. Again, right. you want to talk about Red Hood and the Outlaws? It probably if that was a a twice a month book, which I wish it was, even though we said maybe that would take the quality down of art. Maybe Dexter right. Soy wouldn't have the time. That would probably have been even my surprise of the year, stuff like that, because it's been so good. Uh, that's the problem, though, Eric. Me and Eric both liked the Red Hood and the Outlaws book. It, it had a, it got a little wonky right at the end, but I'm we saying, enjoyed that is it. That's the problem. There, there are freaking like spaces where it's really good. Yeah. But then it gets really shitty, so it goes back and forth yeah. in this goddamn cycle. Well, again, that's why right? that's why Tangan I Tangan started yeah. that, right? Wasn't he start on that, and then it was Lubdell? Yeah, no, Lubdell did it throughout most of it, and that it, was when it was great. I, when it first started, and I'd say through to when Lubdell left uh, that book, I, I really liked it a lot. Then it sort of got weird. Yeah, Peter well, Rapp, here's yeah. and here's the deal with it is that's why it wasn't like my surprise because I actually like Scott Liddell on that book, and and now he's back, and it's really good, but it's just not enough issues but boy dexter soy is killing it i forget i was even saying new york that it seemed like at some point somebody's at least going to jump on uh for art on that to maybe give him a break or whatever i hope it's right. not for good because it's so goddamn good i need, I I need some dexter soy in my life that's for sure yeah I, and again he would be good on dexter almost soy any milk, book as well like? that's right yeah, i am yeah. lactose penciler intolerant right now i need some <laughs> yeah. soy in my life uh, eric eric who is your penciler slash artist of the year 
My penciler slash artist of the year is Jason Fabach. And while you wanted to yell at me all day because he has not had a large body of work for 2016, he was the artist on Justice League for the Justice League Dark Side War. And he was the artist for the Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one issue. And really, what it comes down to is me going into that Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one and not realizing how much I missed his art because him being on that book kind of like this this is an event this is the first event of rebirth nobody really seems to be talking about it all that much but having uh, him on uh, there Night of the monster men uh, no that is a crossover sir oh no, here we go all right yeah it, it's actually uh, it's a shame fact. it's a shame that jason fabach didn't do all the issues of the uh the the big event the justice League i, Suicide I agree i'm telling you freaking having him though it kind of put it on a pedestal where I was really intrigued finally because I wasn't leading up to it. I'm like, oh, here we go with this. It might be something good. It might not. But seeing his art, it reminded me how much it, Jason Fabak was my artist of the year last year. And I fell in love with him right away when I saw him on Detective Comics with John Layman's run. And I still love him. I think he's the best artist at DC Comics right now. And I just wish we got more of him. But he is my artist of the year. Okay. And we're going to move on to writer of the year. And again, this was a weird category for me to pick somebody because there's a lot of guys that I really like parts that they're doing now. But unfortunately, I'm telling you, I'll say right now, some people will be like, oh, Peter Tomasi. I, I really I'm more positive with Tomasi on Superman than Eric is. The problem is I also read his final days of Superman and, and detective his detective comics, comics yeah. which was not good. So there's no. a problem here where there you have to kind of go with the good and the bad and kind of make out like the facts of life, uh, Reggie. But yeah, uh, right. it is tough because there <laughs> are some Why, that – because <laughs> you love the facts of life. And, uh, well, yeah, who, does like <laughs> who doesn't like the facts of life? But no, there well, there are girls. things like I <laughs> girls, girls, girls. I don't want to like I'm going to say I don't want to say like, oh, because I don't. Again, Tomasi comes to mind because I really that was actually my first gut feeling to give it to him. But again, also Dan Jurgens. I don't really like uh, action comics as much, but I loved his uh lois and clark so there's really all like these things beyond and, and yeah and there's weird parts where shit because of this rebirth i'll tell you ben percy is could have been my surprise of the year because of how much better green arrow got but the shit that he was doing before rebirth was nonsense so and i even like his well, team titans so. kind of took a downturn in the second arc yeah that first yeah. arc was wow you know really good yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it, so it's weird uh, to kind of come up with a full out uh, pick for me, but I'll, I'll go first. I picked Tom King. And this took, me, this took me a while to kind of come up with it because even him, he did that Grayson number 16, which was one of the only Grayson that he did in 2016, but it's one of my favorite issues of. Oh, yeah. Of, of this year. He also did a Mega Man, which I know everybody loves. I'm not as full out with that as everyone. I, I liked it. Uh, I, I, a lot of, I loved it, but I'll tell yeah. you one reason I might like it as much as I do is because I read it in trade. Yeah, right. yeah. And it, re it reads like an awesome, cohesive story okay. that almost has nothing to do with, with DCU, but no, no. As, as a hard sci-fi, I loved it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah keep going. And even, even when it started, I was saying to Eric, like, this was the... Uh, DC's version of Star Wars because it was like this lived-in universe and stuff like that. So I'll, yeah, but I'll give him props. Push that on me. I wasn't buying yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'll give him props. It was a lived-in universe. Had, nothing was shiny. <laughs> yeah. It was all battered up, and I liked it. I am tired um, of the Vegas system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also his Batman. And again, 
I people listen to the podcast, you know that uh, that I am suicide arc ended shitty. Yeah. I, I did not like it. Now a lot of people are saying, "Oh, but Jim, just wait. He'll you know he'll tie it back in or whatever." Unfortunately, that's 2017. This is 2016. But the I am Gotham arc I loved, and mm-hmm. even like. Again, also, just in general, it doesn't have anything to do with us, but there was the vision book as well. The guy is an incredible writer, and it just, like I said, of somebody who I think you could grab all these different books that he was doing, and every one was loved, uh, I I had to go with him because, really, I was having a problem to pick one guy who was consistent over both jumps, the New 52 and the uh, Rebirth. But go, Reggie. What did you pick? Now, I had to go, of course, the Reggie way because, you know, you guys both picked Tom King. I think is great. I'm not going to reveal Eric's amazing pick, but I agree with his as well. I think those are probably the best typical comic book writers as far as as yeah. far as like writing a recognizable comic book. But I went with uh, Garth Ennis just straight on the uh, hard traveling heroes because he writes really good dialogue. And he, he yeah. writes funny dialogue. You know what I mean? These are two things missing so much from so many comics. The dialogue. I mean, there are, there are worse, like Steve Orlando, and then there are not yeah. as bad. Uh, but a lot of the dialogue is a big problem in comics. And I, and I understand it's really hard to write, but it's pretty much all you have to fucking write that people are going to read. So you better try to nail it. Garth Ennis really draws me in. Each of his characters in, in Section 8, as stupid as they are, they're individualized. You have different feelings about each of them. Uh, I, like I said before, I love his stupid, you know, making fun of Constantine in his current place in the yeah, DCU. Yeah. And like and like stupid things like I can read a book about a guy compelled to weld dogs to people's faces <laughs> yeah. and actually feel something for him. And it's like I shouldn't be feeling something for him. That's Garth Ennis. You know what I mean? I, that's his that's his thought you, about it. Reggie, I, I read the, the new issue of Six Pack and Dogwell and Hard Travel Heroes before we got on the night. And the scene where Constantine is putting on his American accent for the Yanks. And I'm like, <laughs> I laughed yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Oh god, it's far and away the funniest thing, you know. And uh, this book is something you—it's—it's it's like we've talked about it before. It's especially these these latest issues are getting to be somewhat of a bummer. There's still plenty of gags, those chances to chuckle, and I really do end each book with a smile. And I really owe—I mean, I can't remember the artist on that. I feel horrible. I, he's great though, you know. He he does a great job rendering all the characters the way you want to see them. But Garthanis is no joke, and uh, I I kind of would like to see him get more mainstream work in DCU. I, I not always do these weird uh, singles, these uh, yeah. these mini series, but you know um, that's where I went. Garth will always have a special place in my heart just for Preacher alone. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know this is so different. Well, you know there's definitely similarities, but it's so different overall than Preacher. It's bummer uh, in time, Reggie. He he can. That's true. That, that I mean that's true. Preacher was a damn hilarious book too, and its grossness. So I guess yeah, yeah they're very. More similar than I thought, but uh, yeah, give him another funny, gross book besides this. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it does. I, I really enjoy the heck out of it. And what uh, is your pick, Eric? And another pick to piss Jim off because my pick is Jeff Johns for his work on Justice League: The Dark Side War and the special book that like reinvigorated my love for DC because I was really fucking burnt out from the DCYU, the DC Rebirth special. Yes. Jeff Johns has been my one of my favorite. I'm telling you. When I first heard about Jeff Johns, when he was doing Green Lantern originally and bringing out all these different spectrums, it drove me insane. I like, fuck this guy, fuck him so much. He's ruining the goddamn storyline. I, I ended up reading it because, you know, everybody was talking about it. I fell in love with him, and to this day, he is still bringing us some of the best, you know, 
stuff to DC Comics that we've had, like anybody's really doing. Now, like he is in charge. Like if you have something big that's going to go down, you put Jeff Johns on the bench because he's going to get it done. Here, he's a guy that absolutely loves DC Comics, and it shows in everything he writes. You know, and and yeah. I'm not I'm not to put down any other writer. I know these guys. You don't work in comics without loving them because you know the accolades aren't great and the pay yeah. isn't you know, so so tremendous. But this guy, although Jeff Johns' pay is. Probably yeah, quite yeah. good. He's but, branched uh, off a bit. But I mean, even that says, you know, if he if he wanted to say, fuck you, I'm not writing comics, I'm producing movies, suck my, you know, go to hell. Is he could do he that. Well, no, <laughs> well, no he, but, but he stayed in, he oversaw the first arcs of, like, supposedly yeah, yeah. all the rebirth. And, you know, the, those first arcs were, for the most part, strong as hell. They showed some good, a, a steadying hand was in the mix, you know. Right. It's only mm-hmm. really in the second arcs that they've some of them have kind of gone off the rails so where his influence is it definitely always again you know you see his name attached to something yeah go check it out don't don't worry about it just go plunk the money down and check it out chances are you're going to come out with a winner even you know we we keep talking about that dark side war which i just read because i did wait for that in trade also uh it's not perfect you know there there are there are issues in there that are like eh, and like we just said i probably went about three issues too long but overall, it's a Did memorable. Did you say three story. issues too long, Reggie? That's what I thought. Was it twelve those, issues? Yeah, yeah, three issues too long, huh? That those are the only three issues that came out this year. The, wow. the last you three issues. The last three. Issues. I didn't mean it was the last yeah, three. Issues. I think you meant the last three. I heard what you said. I said you said it. <laughs> Look, no, that I, I was my only like, complaint with Eric. I said that he was basically only wrote four four books or four issues yeah. this year. So I said it was bullshit to pick, but yeah, now, he I'm wrote the going, big ones. Going from where we were for the new 52, this is the only book I had to look forward to. Cause for the most part, the rest was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of true. But yeah, the rebirth special kind of, that could be counted as, you know, it reinvigorated more than just my love for DC. I'm telling you, I was so burned out from the DC. No, listen to you. Too. Skipping around oh, in daisies, are you? give it 10 out of 10. He was like, that's it. Fuck this. I'm yeah, it, was, it was a 9 out of 10. I gave so. Rebirth Special a 10 out of 10. We both reviewed it. I gave it a yeah. 10 out of 10. I thought it was incredible. Eric I, does it. That's it. We shut down, right? We're yeah, talking. that's If only would have. do that. If he would have done that, that would have been the fucking best. I was, I might actually bribe I, I, I him. I couldn't do it then. I was reinvigorated, Jim. <laughs> yeah, really. Skipping to my Lou, he was going back and forth. But yeah, I, I, I can't. You can't complain. Now, the weirdest thing I've mentioned this before is that at one point when I first started reading the New Fifty Two and catching up and seeing what was going on. Now I was reading, you know, Jeff Johns Aquaman, which was great, the Green Lantern and, and Justice League and all that. Like that was what I wish that that was, that was now awesome. where he was just doing three or four books. Me but, as well. uh, and even to the point where he, he would jump on like a uh, vibe and did vibe for a couple issues before he handed mm-hmm. off and things like that. But I kept hearing people. And now I realize now they were just trolls and they were Marvel fans or whatever saying just bad mouthing Jeff Johns and saying that he I remember I told Eric this and I still remember that a bunch of people were laughing. And of course, it was probably Reddit, too. Uh, but they were saying that he was the Michael Bay of comics, that, oh, everything has to be big explosions and this, and it's all that. And I just kept saying to Eric, like, uh, that, number one, if that's what it is, I'm loving it because it was just every, like you said, everything was quality. Everything was good. Yeah. And I do yeah. agree with you that there are guys, and even if the pay isn't good or whatever, there's a lot of guys that are either in comics to get somewhere else, to get mm. this, that's a resume thing, to kind of get involved, or they hear, all oh, these comics, I can do this and just fucking knock off these issues quick. Jeff Johns really does seem to want to go at it for the love of it, 
And really, you want to know why he is in the position he is. It's because of that. Because he does love it. I'm sure that when he they would talk, vibe, not a joke. Yeah, and it, but know. when they would, you know, they would go and say a Dan Didier or whoever at points uh, higher ups going and saying, "Hey, Jeff, you know." about this character that you're doing, I don't think Jeff Johns is a guy who's like, hey, yeah, that's just something I came up with. No, he really cares. And and it showed, and that's why he went from where he was to what he is doing now, because Ooh. of how good he is and how much President he cares. President of DCE. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, a serious, yeah. serious business, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I can't I push love Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, and yeah. I miss him so much. Yeah, we were talking about it today, that we don't expect him back until oh, no. the big event with the what we think would be the Watchmen coming back. And I do the think Rebirth, that he'd be Rebirth back then. The Rebirth special number two, he'll yeah, write. Yeah, yeah, that'll uh, be the deal. It. Yeah, it. and then he'll go away again, and it's a shame. It really is. Uh, but we'll move on to the last category, which is <laughs> Book of the Year. Book of the year, and I think that people will be surprised by these, really, uh, because these are uh, all three of us have some odd choices here. If you were saying, you know, you know, mainstream type deal, but it's not a surprise what each book is, but it's just yeah. how it is. But uh, there's no Batman people, here. People in I'll the chat, you. shout them out. What, do you, what books do you think we? Yeah, what are the, these people? Yeah, what do what do you think Reggie picked for his book of the year? Because I'm telling you, I'll give you a hint: it wasn't Hellblazer. It was not Hellblazer or (laughs) Batgirl. But yeah, uh, Reggie, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, It should be pretty obvious, but I do absolutely love this book, and it's it really it really like you know books get resolicited all the time, and we're in such a comics grind. You know, where we're, you know, I'm almost sometimes when I hear a book's been resolicited, I'm like, thank fucking God, because I have, you know, six books to do next week. I could take the break. But uh, it's Doom Patrol with, uh, again, Gerard Way and Nick Darrington. This is a book I could eat it up with a, with a spoon and a fork. I wish it was going. <laughs> I wish it was uh, bi monthly as or, as or bi-weekly or however you, you know, I know you guys. Don't tell Jeremy Twice. that. I wish, Jeremy Dawes is going to be was, pissed at you. <laughs> I wish. I mean, you know, obviously they can't even get it out once a month, so that's a, a pipe yeah. dream I'm having. But uh, I, I can't fucking get enough of this book. It hits me exactly where I live and what I want to see: weirdness and great art and humor. And I, I just, I feel like it's got it all, and it's got a little bit of connectivity to the DCU, just enough that that it makes me feel like not not that this is an important, you know, in a continuity kid sense. But that, you know, it's there's familiarity yeah. to it that we, that you can kind of like slip into it without being like, what, you know, what world am I on? Yeah. Well, you are on. That's another thing. The continuity kid puts a big deal on of it being a connected deal as well. Not just yeah. continuity yes. wise. He likes like that's what that's why he was yelling about Milestorm and yeah. yelling all well, that I, stuff. I can, I can understand that because I, those I think that's uh, Eric's sensibilities. But yeah. as far, I think that even, you know, if Eric were to pick up one of these books and just flip through it. I think he'd come away, and I, you know, I wish he was here so he could talk for himself. But if he was, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably it would be good. say, it, he'd probably say that it's a quality book. You, you, That's even the thing. Just, I, I actually feel really bad because I have not checked out the Doom Patrol yet. It's one of those things where I mean to get to it, I never have. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. Really I haven't read it. it either. I think I'm gonna. I think after we're done here, I, think, I, I might actually grab him. Through it, even if you just look at it, you're gonna say, well, you know, I don't know what happened, obviously, but. This looks like a decent book for the price. Yeah. Like the, it doesn't. I don't feel like I'm look. I flip through this and I'm going to get ripped off. And yeah. 
That's a that's a big consideration, especially with the economy the way it is, folks. Vote vote Reggie twenty twenty. Vote Reggie. Uh, Reggie, I will. Do you think that if this book had gotten uh, six issues out by now, do you think that Gerard Way might have been your writer of the year? Possibly. I mean, obviously, we'd have to see what those other three issues were like. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. But is that yeah, kind of the thing possible. that kind of you know, you know kind of put it off? He's co-writing uh, Cave Carson too. Which was a book that uh, you know Chris and I do. We do the Young Animal segment, and we were both very like, eh. we're pretty yeah. much on on board with it now. And yeah. and I don't know how much of it's it's him uh, or the other okay. guy whose name I can't even remember. But yeah. obviously, this you know Gerard Wade knows comics. He knows. Is how it to true? Write I I actually heard that that guy has a cybernetic eye. Is that true? I, I yeah. heard a rumor. Him. That's heard a rumor of that. I, I just I don't know what that means, but I did hear that. But yeah, it's funny because there has only been three issues of Doom Patrol, right? So it'd be hard to give him uh, Writer of the Year, though. No, they, they but was it's more. definitely the the book that I you know definitely love it. I, I right. can't get enough of it. So no. that's my book of the year. Okay, well I'm going to tell you, mine is a book I already mentioned earlier, and it is a book that's near and dear to my heart. I have, again, I said earlier that I have recommended it to a bunch of people. It's not, and this is actually uh, a trend for me because a couple years ago, I think it was before the podcast, that my book of the year was a digital first title. Uh, It was Injustice. Yeah, it was Tom Taylor's Injustice. I think it was our first awards thing that we had on on the the site. site. Uh, I've always been a fan of the the digital stuff and this is you know adventures of superman the sensation comics featuring wonder woman all these i really for some reason i just really enjoy uh the way the digital first does if it hits well and i have to say i probably like this book even more than the injustice book and it's the legend of wonder woman book that i talked about early and to all the people who pish posh me way back when they said oh you can't pick that for a book of the year because it's goddamn you know a digital first whatever i don't care this is a book that every every chapter that came out I loved. I was looking through my scores. Yeah. I was you were di- going back when you made when you made this your pick. Like, uh, was the majority of this in 2016? It I'm all was. To think of the timeline. It no, all, it was. all okay. was. Every so issue really, was. This was your goddamn shining light for all yeah. we had. Oh, I loved it. While yeah. we were getting all that shit books. And even, like, I, you had Wonder Woman. Just Wonder Woman itself. You had that garbage. ending of the with the Finches doing Wonder Woman that was awful. And all of a sudden, this book came out. I knew nothing about it. And right away, if you do just look and page through, the art is unbelievable it's incredible I'm it's like you, I, a, I haven't read the book but i'm telling you, you have shown me enough to get me a, yeah, be a true believer like how a, this it's great yeah, yeah. it's like a story like i said it's like a fairy tale looking art and it was not it was more concerned about the characters then reinventing the wheel it was nothing that was you know oh this is the definitive version even though i kept saying it was in my reviews <laughs> and actually renee delise actually asked me to stop saying that because i wanted <laughs> she did she actually because i wanted it she to be restraining order and what she was doing was in this book you're getting a lot of what i was hoping what greg rucka was up to she was kind of picking and choosing the stuff that she liked to kind of and meld that, into and it was a okay full because deal. Because it was out of continuity. Yes, and it was, and it was great. Thing. And it was out of continuity. And this is the thing that in a a year that's been very strong now with the Wonder Woman. Verse. Yeah, and you yeah, and you had, you know, uh Grant Morrison's uh the year one Earth One or Earth One, I, I mean Earth yeah, One Wonder yeah. Woman that I loved. Uh you also have this Greg Rucka that everybody loves. We're gonna get, you know, in two thousand seventeen we're gonna get that uh you know, the new Amazon deal. We have all the stuff 
And this is by far my favorite version of the character, and I love it, and I'll say it again. When when she goes to quote-unquote man's world and meets Etta Candy, Etta Candy is by far the one of the best characters that I've read since I started reading comics. And though I have not been reading comics most of my life, <laughs> it, it is such – she is such a strong – I don't think comics strong, have existed most of No, time, no, so. no, really. I was reading cave wall paintings. <laughs> like, you know, me go get meat. But uh, like, oh, it, my favorite cave. Yes. Oh, I love this. This is my oh, favorite man. fucking Guy cave painting. Mammoth again. I yeah, yeah. Oh, you know that's that's rehash. Oh, this is a filler issue of cave painting. <laughs> but no, I uh, I just I love this book so much, and because and it it only took them to cancel this next volume to realize like holy shit that was this year, you and then I really didn't have a gone, question. Jim. Yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah, really, what are you, Cinderella? <laughs> I. Uh, just looking back at my scores, I'm telling you, I gave a bunch of tens. Again, I'm not Eric Shea. I will give tens if something really makes me. It's more of it makes me happy. And I was not giving many of those in the New Fifty Two at the end. This book, I was, and I, I think that I reviewed every issue, which was in maybe the thirties, maybe the the mid twenties. I can't remember exactly how many chapters there were, uh, but I think my average ended up being a nine four. And that just shows you, of all those, it was that high. I think there was only one issue that I gave, like, under an eight, because the book itself, it looked fantastic every time. And I just, I love the story. Everything's there that I loved. And I really do suggest that people go and give it a shot. Even if the digital first books, a chapter is 99 cents. Just, yeah, just get on. the first chapter and, and see look. if you like it. I'm telling you, most people that I told, I've ne- never heard anybody complain, and people loved it. Uh, you know what I'd yeah. love to see? And, and I mean, I, I'd obviously love to see you know the second volume of this come out more than anything, but if they would do a real, a good cartoon with yeah. the same art, because yeah. it, it looks it looks ready to be like a Disney-level cartoon, a really ornate, really painted, yeah. and yep. uh, just well-rendered. I, You know, to me... Uh, I haven't read as much of it as you did. I read it in the beginning and then yeah. I kind of drifted away just because of time considerations. Yeah, time but stuff. visually, this this book is unbelievable. Uh, mm. You know, it, it it could I think it could stand shoulder to shoulder with Ruckert's book. It's a different style. It is, but but in those styles, it's expertly done and, and so full of again motion yeah. and life and yep. the color is and, great. And even. here's it looks the thing: great. this is what oh, I don't understand. Really... They 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 stopped the volume two. But why aren't they getting Renee Delise to be on another book? Why aren't they getting her to just do the art? You know, she doesn't have to write it. Just get her to do the art of a book. Like, really, why, if they had the yearbook, the fucking Gotham Academy yearbook, why didn't she do one of those chapters? Because her art, number one, is a perfect fit for that. She doesn't have to change shit. It's right in. But why not get her to do something else? Like, you know, even a uh, Hanna-Barbera type book that they're going to have or whatever, but it seems like they've... What about Supergirl? Yeah, Batgirl or Supergirl. It'd be fucking incredible. And it seems like they've cut ties with her that she's just she's you know left out there they're not going to deal with her anymore you gonna get back on the birds of prey book that looked like this that'd be amazing it's so great it's so good it's it's so good and again she was doing a digital book so those things are coming out every week when she was doing it so obviously she could at least hit a deadline of some sort i don't know how long ahead of time they get but she was able to do that. I think she could handle a monthly book, and it just seems like they're just done with her. And and Ray Dillon uh, does the you know they're a, a combo with the art team, and mm. I don't know they they just 
everybody seems to be telling me that DC thinks they're troublemakers. I don't. How much of a troublemaker can you be? You know yeah, what I really. mean? I think what happened was they announced that uh, that other Amazon book, The Trial of the True, Amazon. True Amazon, I thought it yeah. was. Something like now, that. I think that was the other one that came out, the one that's going to okay. be coming out uh, next year, 2017. Uh, that's going to tell the story of the, it's not Wonder Woman. It's like I said to you when we heard about it that it it's reminded like the, me the that it'd be like Krypton. Yeah. yeah, that it would be like Krypton but a, a Wonder Woman deal. And I think that they said, oh, you know what? Why didn't you give us a shot on doing this? And that was one of the things that caused trouble and i why well i just don't understand because i loved it but yeah that's my book of the year and eric you're the final deal of the night what is your book of the year for the final deal here for the number one book of the year i would have to give it to the one title in the rebirth that in my mind is one of the best looking books out there and it's the one that never lets me down i look forward to it every month that comes out it's red hood and the outlaws this, this book i'm telling you i I was. This is one of my biggest regrets of the year that I yep. gave you this book and switched out for Nightwing because I, Jason Todd is my favorite Robin since the New Fifty Two destroyed Tim Drake, and uh, I loved it before. There was like dribs and drabs. What I'm telling you, where I go back and forth between being good and then really shitty. But this has been solid every goddamn issue. I look forward to it. This whole Dark Trinity thing, really intrigued by. There is nothing wrong with this book. I'm telling you, you are get, starting to get a little down on it. You thought this first arc went a little bit too long. Yeah, I think it, I, loved, I think it was extended a little bit too long. I yeah. think it was for the trade also, but it wasn't. It you know, it, it's each still issue good. had some great moments. It still yeah. is really good. Yeah. And by I the way, every issue uh, we got, Anthony said in the chat that it is the Odyssey of the Amazons was the name of oh, the, the book that we're waiting for. So thanks, Anthony. But yeah, I again, I love the book, and I'm glad that you gave it to me. This was part of the mix-up, really. This was the switch. You got Nightwing. Yeah, I got. This could I got have been. What my biggest disappointment I of the went year out. on the and, list. Uh, and oh, it's, yeah. I just, I don't know, this arc, I just want this dark turning. I, it's more of the the uh, promise of how great that's going to be. Gonna yeah, yeah, then, and, and the, you know, Black Mask, I've had enough of him, uh, you know, now that we see what he has under the gimp mask, and it's crazy, but I just want to get on to the next arc. That's the only thing why I say that I think it was extended I, a little I, I feel like it was two issues too long, roughly. You know, they should have just yeah. got them all together in about four issues and got on yeah. to the next Even adventure. where we ended in the last one, I am so goddamn intrigued because this gimp mask that Greg Capullo introduced for the black mask, that was not my black mask. And him ripping that off and we seen the actual black mask beneath it, I'm like, yeah. okay. And that it's his I, actual real face as the old, I, I you know, know, looking black mask. I need to know what the hell yeah, I, I'm telling you why I say. What's the implication of the original Black Mask that the mask was fused to his face yeah. and had like scarred him underneath? Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. Kinda, it is sort of a callback to that. One thing though, you guys don't really talk about on the podcast with this book that I think is true is that it's really a funny book, man. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's got it's got yeah. action. It's got. That's but why it, I it fell in really love with Red Hood originally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was always. It always had a little humor, but I find this. To be way funnier, at least definitely than the way Red Hood ended, because like I well, say, it got to be kind of a drag. Although they did, they did go into space, that was nice. I say between the iterations of the original Red Hood and the Outlaws, Red Hood and Arsenal, and now this one, this has only been six issues though, but it is the strongest so far compared to everything we've gotten before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, again, I, I say the the thing with me is why I think it's extended a little is only because I am more interested in the interaction of the Dark Trinity than I ever will be of. 
black mask and his game with Jason. And now we're back. You, you got them becoming a team. You know, not even a team yet, but they are. They have interacted. Like Jason really wants to help out Bizarro, and Bizarro yeah. really seems to like Jason and, and even is, Artemis. Be and then, great, like great interaction. No, I, I'm Herb telling you. And, and now we're talking about it. I'm actually kicking myself, and I wish there was a couple more issues because I've said. Artemis and Jason might be my favorite team up as well, and even this yeah. whole team actually. If they I, honestly, had a team, Jason yet. and Bizarro, just the idea of that fucking team yeah. was my fancy. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, and I that's what I want. That's why I think like I want to get okay, Black Mask. We get it, you know. You're fucking, you know, it's Jason Todd. You know this and that. Uh, let's just get on with it so we can get to some team adventures, uh, almost like how Teen Titans is. I really do like Teen Titans right now. I just want them to be a team and get on with it, yeah. but this is how they're you setting up. And I, I think Scott Liddell's done a great job, though, of showing you that they like Jason caring about Bizarro and seeing some of the things that he you know, is upset happened to him. In Bizarro himself, and even that that one that one chapter where you know that one issue where he was seeing how Bizarro came out of that tube, and it reminded him coming out of the Lazarus Pit. What right. might have been one of the best moments in Rebirth so far. It was so I, good. Just the full pages that freaking Dexter Soy does. Yeah, on, I awesome. want them on my wall. I want to get I, a goddamn. I that's it. Red Hood's my pick, there. Eric. It's my <laughs> pick now. Yeah, I, the only reason I wouldn't have picked it, though, is, again, for some reason, I, I have this thing where I need more issues before I give something the book of the year. Uh, but, boy, it's just the it, one that I never, hasn't let it's me down good. yet, and I look forward to it yeah. every month. And I can't well, we talk about like it. Gave, you you, know. you want to say how I feel about it is we always talk, and I don't know if Reggie does the same thing because I don't know if you've ever mentioned it to us, Reggie, but when we get the books to review, if I have six books, whatever – I think is going to be the book that I actually – not even the book that I'm going to give the best score, just the book I'm going to enjoy the most. I set that aside to be the last one because yep. I don't want to end Put with a shitty fucking book. Like Justice right. League, if you would see us putting up reviews, Justice League is going to be one of the first one that goes up there. Uh, but every time Red Hood – Boop, I put that aside, and I'm like, I'll wait for that. That's almost like the reward of doing exactly. all the shitty books. Now I get to enjoy it and review and it as well. And also, we've learned that when you start with a book that you you know really like, it can screw your scores. Oh, yeah, the yeah. You because start being like, you... oh, that wasn't such a bad issue. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, it it's true. And and I'd rather go the opposite way where all of a sudden I get a Red Hood last and I hated four other books. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? Uh, maybe I'd usually At give this I an eight. This I'm giving it yeah. an eight five. Uh, but yeah, I, I this is one of my books. Again, if there was any other book that I think that I would want, it would be probably New Superman. But other than right. that, this, this, this and that book are like books that I would always end with because they're always good. Uh, but yeah, that that is it, right? That's the that end is, of the it. awards. What a the year it was! Over. What a year it was, baby! Yeah, but yeah, next year. Well, smoke. as people see, so uh, what was we, your favorite celebrity death this year? Mine was favorite Prince. Oh, favorite celebrity death. Are you saying like favorite? Like you were glad that he died? You were horrible. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying my favorite one. Yeah, that that made me feel good inside because of death. <laughs> Is that, is you that you don't like Prince? I love Prince. Kenny Baker. I, 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 I like I, I love Prince's music, but the, the death really you know gives me that, that doesn't that doesn't happen to you. You don't get like a good like I a don't happy know. I, just just because now you I to to bail you out of looking like a piece of shit, Reggie, which I often can do because I'm always going to out piece of shit you. Uh, <laughs> ask Eric, 
Last week it was when when the word got people are gonna hate me. Word got out that Carrie Fisher had a, a heart attack. Star Wars is either one of my one or two, and I'm talking New Hope. Uh, yeah. Is my favorite movie of all time. I love it. I love. I was yelling at Eric. Why are these people upset about Carrie Fisher? He's like, What do you mean? Why do I don't give a shit? Uh, and I told him eventually. I said, Listen. I don't have a fucking soul. I don't care about anybody. And then the weird thing is, then she died, and I was real upset about it. I really was. I was like, oh, man. Well, you were, I understand. You were mad because she hadn't died, and you wanted to get that euphoric feeling from I think death. that's what it was. Actually, no? I, was, I was upset because it wasn't my mother. But I, I just <laughs> – I'm telling you, the, the other uh, – I did – Prince, I, I love Prince, and I'll oh, tell you, I hated him in high school, uh, mainly because my girlfriend in high school, my, my, yeah, yeah, actually, it's somebody who I think I'm taller than, so I was a little excited <laughs> about that, but uh, my girlfriend in high school really liked Prince, so I just hated him just because of that, and I grew to yeah, like him later, but I, I think that he was a bit of a, an asshole, and, it, you know, then you find out he died because of goddamn drugs, then I was pissed off, uh, but yeah, I don't know, my favorite, actually, my, my the one that hit me the hardest was probably the man who played Dr. Bombay. On oh, Bewitched. You won't shut the fuck up I, about this guy. Oh, I've been telling. I tell, I love that guy. I love the show. Every Did you ever, day this week, he brings up Dr. Bombay. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yes, get over it. I, I like, I'm telling you, I am a huge fan of Bewitched. I really am. It was one of my favorite shows. And when Dr. Bombay showed up, you knew shit. And that, it, oh, all the characters, the side characters in Bewitched were so good. I like Dr. Bombay. It really was upsetting to me. Uh, but yeah, who, are we, are we who, talking about the upsetting ones or ones that we actually don't care and actually can take a little bit? Of well, joy then out? again, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, that's the ones because that you got power from. Okay, I got power. I saw, Dr. Bombay will never die. Again. Dr. Bombay, a, uh, he's a warlock, I think. He might be a priest witch or something. I, I don't know. Have you guys never ate a dead body to get its power? Are, <laughs> of course I, I have. Okay. I mean, really now. I, mean, you know, you I know like how things work. I pray yeah. every day. Every Monday when we go into work, I pray the one guy died over the weekend and we haven't heard yet. And that, that is not a joke either. I tell Eric every Monday. I go in. I'm like, please, make it be this Monday. Oh, I and I, I tell him. I get so, and actually, I didn't want him to die. I want him to have a stroke, so he walks around and we can make fun of him and kick him, kick him now, when the, he's down. The one thing that I can take power from is Kenny Baker because midgets freak me out. Yeah, that's true. Any burn victims die this year? Burn victims? I don't know. I don't keep track of that shit. We were talking the other day. I asked Eric if Freddy Krueger was the most famous uh, burn victim, and Eric told me indeed he is. Yes. He is the most famous burn victim. But, yeah, a lot of people did die this year. But I'm the guy who really does uh, – has a lot of problems trying to find feelings for anything in life. Uh, so, yeah, I have that issue. I, yeah, I could see, be – the thing is I use it against because my girlfriend loves David Bowie. And every time she – and I tell you, it broke her heart when David Bowie died. And so whenever she brings it up now, I'm like, Jess, David Bowie is dead. She's like, stop saying that. Yeah, yeah, she gets upset. Uh, can I? Uh, was I happy when uh, the Cincinnati Bengals playoff hopes died? Yes, I was. <laughs> That's for repairman Jack. Uh, but yes, uh, that is it, though. Uh, yeah, Trevitt has the same problem as me. We don't have feelings. I'm telling you, Trevitt knows what I'm talking about when I say that you got to fake the funk a lot to make it seem like people so they know or pretend you have feelings so they don't get freaked out that you're a goddamn serial killer. Yeah. That's what happens. I, I do it. I see my son Ethan has the same goddamn problem. So I got to, you know, I got to teach. He's like Dexter. 
I'm going to just show them that you, you start killing the bad people. That's what you do. But, yeah. Uh, you will notice, though, at the end of this. Never I watched do, Dexter. Yeah, I do. I did. I watched oh, one episode, Eric, and that episode taught me the whole concept of it, so I know what's going on. That episode yeah. taught me I You're can't watch our shows. Yes, yes. That's, yeah, that's right. That's I don't like uh, people, and I don't like our shows. But uh, I want to spell it out. To read it. I still want people to write in and give us their picks. We're going to figure out how to incorporate Nothing that. We may, crazy. we may have another. Last year, we did have a listener pick award show as well. Oh, uh, we didn't get that many picks so far. People are sitting on their hands. Now, I last will also year, say. It went on and on, boy. Oh, my God. Like, well, I will say huge. also that when you send them in, you don't get. A, you don't have to get that extravagant. Uh, and if. If Chisanga was in the chat room, I'd be looking right at Chisanga right now. Chisanga sent me a three-page fucking manifesto that I'm sure could he could be put on a list if somebody read this thing. Uh, it's crazy. But, yeah, send in your picks. I said a book, artist, writer. Uh, send those in. You could have a sentence. I- I'm even going that far. Like, hey, I Tom King. Hey, I like he he hit it out of the park on up to the plate home run Don't of all these issue books. By issue breakdowns. Please. Yeah, yeah. No, we just you do that, and I do like to have that. You know, the listener uh, thing that we would do next week oh, with like just read too. listener mail and stuff like that. Now, I will say also, Reggie, today, uh, me Eric tried to solve the whole thing of if there is an up-to-the-plate home run, he actually acted it out to me at work, and it's still nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a real term. What is it? He claims an up-to-the-plate home run is basically, and I get there's sports fans in the thing. He oh, yeah. thinks up-to-the-plate home run is a term that you use for a guy who goes up-to-the-plate and hits a, a first-pitch home run. That's not called an up-to-the-plate home run. There's other things that... This is something I no. said one time on a blurb two or three years ago that he has not let go because I just it sounded right when I said it, it to myself. It does not so make sense. And it's funny. He said he put it in a blurb and then said to me he tried to get a hold of me and he tried to ask me if that was a term. And I don't, I wasn't paying attention to him. It, it and he right put to it. Me, but oh, I had a problem. And I started. I'm like, no, there's, you know. Yeah, there, there's it's up to the plate home run. It's almost as if it's one motion where the guy is walking up to the plate as the pitcher is pitching. He's not even in no, the no, fucking. No, no. See, no, no, I'm sorry. Before you get to the batter's box, man, you get you knock your. Uh, the, yeah, but uh, then it's not enough to the, the you the way you're saying that, baby. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> in the huddle, touchdown. You you have up to the up to the line of scrimmage hey, Jim, touchdown. Throw me the ball and it's down. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what it reminds you of. You're the Anosenti of reviewers now. You're a fucking hack. A <laughs> hack, I say. Three years ago, leave me. Hey, both you guys have your fingers on the pulse of whatever the hell. Yeah, no, wait till this week. I even <laughs> fucked that up. I say it some fucking re- weird way. <laughs> I got my knee on the the uh, the train track. Does that make sense? You know, when you're listening to the train trunk, I got my knee. There. No. Shut up, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting very tired. But, yeah, please uh, write in your picks uh, with the subject line, end of year awards, uh, to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And if we get enough, we will have another podcast of Just the Listener Picks where we read it. And also make fun of the up to the plate home run. Makes no sense. Yeah, everybody. I want to have there. I want everybody to give us a sport their, their version of that. You know, the at the center ice goal. Yeah. Up to the goal slap shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. What the fuck does that mean? Look, <laughs> you, I was, you are was, it was late at night. I'm trying to get a review done. You didn't get back to me. I published it. Okay. 
It's that's the crazy. You were named after Eric Davis, the Cincinnati Red, and you can't even get this right, Eric. You can't I'm even not get it named right. After a Cincinnati Red, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, nobody he knows was that. Eric that's Davis. Hey, he was a five-tool player, but to Eric, he would be like, he's a guy that had the tools in the shed. There's Eric's fucking clue. <laughs> that's three years ago. What can I do? I'll, ne- I'll never let you live that never. down. Ever. I, I'm telling you, you are you are the end of Sentier. C- congratulations. Jim, does me saying that sound trite? It, uh, yes, it does. That Now, do you get that? If, Reggie, you were reading a review of mine and I said that something seemed trite, would you think that that was bizarre that I wrote that? I would think it was a little unusual, yeah. <laughs> that was in one of my old reviews. I'm like, yep, boy, yep. I was I was really faking it then. Jesus Christ. If I'm using trite, that means Dottie, I had, no, Dottie, I had no idea what was going on in that book. I was fucking just making shit up, pulling it out of my ass. Ah, uh, yes, and no senti over here. Biggest disappointment of the year is me still hanging around with Eric. That's my Aww. biggest disappointment. And, and his fucking... Wrong turn. Have a good time, buddy. <sighs> yes, yeah. Really? Oh, you're going to hang out with Wrong Turn or I am? No, you are. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, I'm ooh. telling you. I, I do a podcast on the side with Wrong Turn. This thing is a worldwide hit. There is no... Nothing is stopping us. Me there and Wrong Turn. started against you. Ooh, he'll, 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 he'll just be Jim guessing all these movies correctly. It'd be the best. And really, I think wrong turn. Just he just agrees with whatever I say, and uh, there you go. The game's over. But that is it. We're we're gonna get out of here, right? Yeah. Time to go to bed. Uh, time to go to bed because tomorrow night we have a ten-hour podcast to do. So we need our rest. Boing. But yeah, thanks everybody in the chat room for listening and uh, listen to our nonsense. I, I'm sorry that a uh, an award show still cannot get away from the nonsense. Though I think we were more to the point. We were hey, on you're point. You're wrong about that. Say. Sorry, we, we, oh, uh, we talked a lot of bullshit. Did we? I, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, we may have talked we a lot, a, but I told was it more? Story about a guy that used to used to you know chip in on blunts in high school. I mean, that's that just nonsense. thing got really bad. That is nonsense. That's all right. Crazy. That's fine. I, I made a guy shit his pants. Yeah, he did. That, that's that was good stuff. I'm telling you, that was the best. That that's my that is my biggest surprise of the year. <laughs> that Eric made a guy shit his pants, and I think the guy wiped his ass with a ratchet. He took the ratchet into that's the bathroom. I didn't you... see that ratchet come out of the bathroom. That's yeah, my biggest problem. Yeah, I don't know where it went. He might have. He might have been a robot. He was doing that's like the bottom deal. I don't know what he was he doing. But... I would not have to worry about robots taking over the world. That if that's the case, oh, really. Well, you know what? They're not fully done yet. This is why that Google car will not work because it's it's based on the wrong <laughs> turn technology. This <laughs> thing is going to run drive. over everyone. <laughs> it is going to be a, a disaster. Uh, but that is it. Uh, thank you all for coming into the chat room. Thanks for listening. And again, Everybody, send your have picks. Have a great year. See oh, a great year. Oh, yes. See ya. <laughs> oh.